Hi there, and welcome to the Narrative Godcast. This is your episode 43 overture, kind of a quick at a glance look at the episode that is to come. We discuss the movie Wonder Woman with all the pros and cons and about 30 seconds worth of spoilers. Don't worry, we'll give you a heads up when they happen. We asked you to weigh in on this week's best thing ever, so we've got a couple guest voices from our audience weighing in on that. Plus, if you stick around to the very end of the episode after the talk, we've got a fun interactive game that you can play along with at home. Tonight, we're going to be talking about trust with the Nerd of God cast crew. Whether it's the trust that you have to a friend, a pastor, or the DC Extended Universe to finally make a series of good movies. Trust can be difficult to gain and easy to lose, so it's important that we take a look at it from God's perspective. Tonight on the Nerd of Godcast, who do you trust? there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. You're, li- you're listening to the Nerd of Godcast. We are going back to our very first social media profile pics. Oh my gosh, look at this while, photo. While, while we're waiting, while we're waiting to get started and get, kind of get our game, this is what we've all been doing, just looking at each other's phones and discovering all of the, the way the way we was. <laughs> do you remember the way yeah, Facebook yeah. and the way you know, that we used you know to we look? Do? We should, we should take for, <laughs> you should take all of our uh, first Facebook pictures and put them in like a collage except we would except for neff's was a picture of peewee herman on a bike yeah, and yes. then it was and then it was charlie brown <laughs> then it was a well, baby no, just a baby baby baby. joke of it is you have people try to guess who is who but then try to oh, guess who is who but the neff is just <laughs> peewee herman what of mine was bell bib devoe gosh <laughs> you're listening to the nerd of godcast where we can't be trusted with social media my nope. name is tony t and for the next little bit we're going to be laughing at our uh, high school prom pictures and um talking about all <laughs> 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 talking about all the good things with christ culture <laughs> and nerd culture where christ culture picks nerd culture up in a limo with 17 of its friends for prom well, night I thought you were my prom, yes, my prom date her dad was a chaperone at the prom <laughs> With me, as always, is the legend in his own mind, Steve-O Supremo. Hello, everybody. The guy who used Pee Wee Herman on a bike as his first Facebook pick, the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Konnichiwa. Uh, I was asked the other day why you guys sound so much alike. The only answer I could come up with is because twins, Jackie and Jess. Hello. Hi. And, uh, of course, over in the tall chair in the room, it's official Ness. DJ Nims. Yes, your boy. <laughs> and over uh, in the booth with the headphones, hopefully making things work tonight, is uh, Nick the Genius Sadler. Hello. Hey, Nick. And uh, we're going to get on. You know, it's funny because, uh, as as you just heard, um, everybody here has little an ent- entrance music kind of tweaky theme. And um, we've been using the same music for everybody since the first episode. I mean, it's always been Steven's had the same, Neff's always had the same. Uh, the twins are different because when they're each here, they have, when they're both here, they have kind of a twins theme. When it's only one or the other, they have their own kind of unique individual themes. I, I thought that was appropriate. But um, I was asked the other day, what are the themes that everyone use? Everyone use gets used for their thing. Some of them are a little easy to identify. Some of them are a little unrecognizable. So um, we'll start back when Tori was in, here in season one. Tori had the discovering an item secret from, from Zelda. Yeah. Uh, Steven, you know what yours is? 
can't remember what mine is. <laughs> I don't. He, I didn't hear it when you called my name. I I know it's from Pokemon. It is from I Pokemon. Wanna, is it? It's not the uh, when you take it to the Poké Center. It's, like, dun, dun, no, it's dun, just dun, dun. it's the title yeah, music. From yeah, Pokemon. Oh, yeah. The game, yeah. Oh yeah. Just the title. I know it's from Pokemon. I just can't remember what yeah. part. And Neff, you you know what yours is. Donkey Kong Country. I don't know. It, it's <laughs> Donkey Kong. No country. Oh. oh. Uh, back back before he was in the country when he was still in the city. Gotcha. It was like the how high can you try? Uh, gonna and, wreck it. And then you, you guys, as as the twins, your intro, strong, independent, fierce woman that you are, as a unit, is uh, the Metroid Samus appearing ah, theme. Ah, nice. Okay. And then individual, you know what yours is? No, I know what Jessica's is. What is it? Uh, as, uh, uh, Ghosts and Goblins. It is Ghosts and Goblins. I know Jackie's. I know mine. Mine's fitting. And Jackie's is the one that's not a, the only non-video game. It's the eight-bit version of. Parts of the Caribbean. Parts of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. It's been so long since we've had Jackie and no Jessica that I because I haven't heard it in so long. Yeah. I forget. And uh, and and now now this is the one that was really kind of inquired of is what is EJ's and what is Nick's. Huh. So this is what I'm gonna do. I could tell you and then it'd be done. But I'm gonna put it out there as a challenge to our listeners that if you can let me know first one to tweet to us and let me know that you have identified EJ and Nick's entrance chime you will receive something absolutely free i'm giving stuff away like somebody has scratched my game show host itch and i love giving stuff away now so i'm gonna <laughs> i will put something in the mail and send you some actual cool physical merchandise from our nerd of god stash if you can tell me and they're both video games that's your hint they're both video games um what game their songs come from so good luck and happy hunting if you are interested in hanging out with us online connecting with us or winning some cool prizes we would love to have you follow us across our social media platforms you can find us on twitter instagram and facebook at nerd of godcast you can email us at uh, nerdgodcast at gmail.com or you can check out our blog with cool pictures updates links to episodes and our merchandise store at nerdgodcast.com we'd love to chat with you connect with you exchange whimsical animated gifts with you and maybe even sell you a cool t-shirt so connect with us out there and that's what's up so tell me uh what have you guys been into what have you been geeking out a, a little bit about this week jackie you were just telling me that you just beat breath of the wild you just beat the legend of zelda breath of the wild uh was it magical it was magical it's so magical do you want to talk about it i do but i don't want to if i talk about it i'm gonna ruin something for you and i know I yes, don't want to do I have that not to you. finished it. I yet. love you dearly and I don't I, want to do that I to you. I love you so. dearly and I don't want to have to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so we can talk when you finish it. Yeah, I, and I keep going. I'm, I'm ready. I've, I've got everything done. I'm, I just keep going into the castle and just kind of withdrawing from the castle. That's going in and withdrawing because I, I don't want the game to end. Mm -hmm. uh, so it, it's, it's just, it is a wonderful, wonderful experience. In fact, we I, I took, we were gone. When we went on our vacation, when we went to New Jersey about a month or so ago, um, that was my hiatus from the game and I've not been able to even go back to it since mm -hmm. then. So. Mm. Um, I am I am ready. I am ready to do it. I've had the game for over a month and I haven't played it once. Oh, so. come on, man! See, I, I don't do have the game thing. or a system for it. That's so why? You're because, so that's sad. Because I don't want to. I want to switch, but I don't want to spend that amount of money for one game. I came in nice. to my house today, and they had the uh, press conference on about Splatoon 2. Mm -hmm. Splatoon, Splatoon 2! And they had the whole <laughs> Was it the same guy? It was the same guy. Oh, yes. Made me laugh so Bless hard. Him. I had to work today. I really wanted to see the Nintendo. We'll talk, about all, we'll talk about all that kind of stuff, E3, a little bit later on in a special news segment where we, we go over that kind of stuff. Have you guys um you, you guys spent some time at the comic shop this weekend? What you, would you pick up, Neff, Steven? Uh, I picked up, well, I went to the comic shop twice. 
uh, actually two different comic shops. I went uh, to one and I got uh, Final Crisis, which I finished today. Crisis? That's DC? Yes. Uh, you know how I know it's DC? Because <laughs> everything crisis. is Crisis. Because it so has the word Crisis in it. <laughs> and everything Marvel is secret. Everything Marvel is secret. Secret Wars, Secret Avengers, Secret, secret Invasion. Secret Invasion. Secret Crisis. Secret Identity. Secret, secret Crisis. Aunt May's Secret that's Cake that's Recipe. That's the Amalgam comic is Secret Crisis. Secret Crisis. That's what the C in oh, DC Dark for. Claw and Doctor Strange fate come together. There you go. <laughs> Very cool. And Spider-Boy. So so you got, what was it, Final Crisis? Uh, Final Crisis. Is that some Flash-based conundrum, no, limited it, skirmish that happened across <laughs> timelines? No, it's more of a Superman thing and Darkseid. It's really weird Darkseid story. Like, Darkseid's a really weird character in this one. He's not the Darkseid that you know where he's like an alien. Mm -hmm. Like, they make a person into Darkseid. That's weird. It's weird. And the storyline is really hard to follow because they get... Grant Morrison gets really pretentious, hmm. and he thinks that we get everything that he writes. Grant Morrison is weird. Is Grant Morrison the guy that did the the super violent Batman? Uh, when it would need like he and Black Canary had carnal relations over top of burning bad guy corpses. I don't know oh. if he did. I haven't read it. All I know I is that, that Grant happened. Morrison does write a lot of Batman. But like he wrote one, and I can't remember the artist's name. But the artist did some like really really weird like trippy art. Like it felt like I was watching an acid trip while mm. while reading it. Mm. It was very hard to read it. It's called Batman Arkham Asylum. It was very very yeah, hard. Yeah, I want to actually it. see that. I want to get into it's that very, one the because story I, I like how it looks the, aesthetically. It looks story. well. It looks like you're you're seeing it through the eyes of someone who's losing their grip on yeah. sanity. Yes. Um, I mean it's interesting, uh, but it was definitely hard to read. Uh, but I love Grant Morrison's my one of my favorite. Uh, comic book authors, which is why most of the comics that I bought when Neff and I went to the comic book shop on Saturday <laughs> was Grant Morrison one. Yeah, I, he did. I was a. I bought a collection of Grant Morrison's uh, Flash stories, and then I also got. Um, I really like his JLA run in the late '90s, so I bought a a, uh, a little uh, four story arc that he did. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it has the word crisis in it. I can tell <laughs> oh, you that much. Is that wow. by DC? It is by yeah. DC. Right. And then I I. I, I get mad at myself because I don't follow uh, newer comics nearly as much as I would like to. You can't to. follow newer it's comics hard. There's so many of them. that's the one thing that you follow because they're so expensive to it's stay like on two, top it's of It's like $4 yeah. for yeah. a comic book. And, and you can't just get a comic book. Yes. Um, most of the comic shops around here, even they won't even let you carry a subscription unless you get minimum three, book, yeah. three or five. For it, used to, it used to be five. Call well, it's three. They backed it up from five because they knew that people weren't keeping yeah. subscribing. For DC Rebirth, I bought the first ten issues of Green Lanterns, How to Run the Green Lantern Corps, and Justice League, and then I was like, okay, I can't afford to keep buying yeah. these issues. I, but when I walked in there into the Coliseum, I was like, I was very happy that they have they put little like yellow cards in front of like on their new issues wall that says uh, like new story arc starting point here, so that way you can know like oh, oh I'm one, not that's... in the they're not in the middle of a storyline anymore. They're st this is the first of a new line. So that I bought I bought uh, <laughs> Detective Comics, uh, Justice League, and uh, Batman all the new. The new one starting a new storyline. Haven't read anything yet. The Brave in the Mold, right? The Brave, sure. Yeah, Brave in the Mold. Sorry, the Brave in the Mold. It's got a Swamp Thing. Yeah, it's oh, Batman Swamp Batman. Thing. Oh, so, so, and that's that's eco-friendly too. And I, I stand corrected. It was not Grant Morrison. It was Frank Miller, our oh, research yeah, department, for what? Yeah. As uh, the the Batman that was uh, the hyper-violent Batman. Okay. 
I just bu- I just bought more Green Lantern. I bought, Which makes sense now that I've said it out loud. Yes. I bought first appearance sense. of uh, Kyle, Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Nice. And first issue Kyle Rayner. Yeah, they, I picked up um, I picked up some books not too long ago, but I've been digging through some of my old books. And it's funny because you were talking about the the word crisis or the word secret popping up um, in mid nineties. Uh, I, I found I have a whole box of books, and it's just like Infinity Infinite Crisis and, and Infinity War and Infinity Challenge and Infinity Quest. You have Infinity Gauntlet. I, I have Infinity Gauntlet. It's it's all the Infinities. So you know they get they get something. They're like, hey, let's just keep cranking this out. Infinity but it's War infinite. was hard to read. <laughs> infinite, infinite. Everything's Infinity. Well, infinity. I, I was really waiting for them to go to Infinity and then just go beyond that, but they <laughs> never did. Uh, they never did. Uh, a, lot, a lot of those like nineties oh, comics. Yes, yeah. I, it's so hard for me to read, except for Grant Morrison. It's so hard for me to read. They're, re- they're not good. Neff lent me what was a Crisis on Infinite. I lent you four of my books. I know, Steven. but the one that I'm talking about is Crisis on Infinite Earths, correct? Yes. Okay, and it's it's taking me so long to get through it because this is the, the dialogue. Is what was so the one draining. that you lent me, the Omega Men? Mm-hmm. I have to give that back to you. I'm never going to read that. I couldn't even. My, it's so good. My eyes couldn't even follow what was happening on the page without getting like twisted up and frustrated. It's because it's the, it's the nine panel. Yeah. That... Don't enjoy it. Don't enjoy it. Too much. Too but much so to good. see. Too much to process. The book's too thick. Um, I love looking back at those '90s comic books to see how bad they were, and also to treasure the advertisements that were in them and yes. What, yes. They, what they tried to sell me as a youth to say this is the thing that's going to be the next big thing. If you're not eating, you know, fruit by the foot, then you're gonna grow up to be a communist or something like that. <laughs> and that's why that's why I really like getting trying to get the trades rather than getting like the collection of them because mm-hmm. I like going back because you have it's almost like a little time capsule like you see what was in at the time. There, there was um, uh, a CD-ROM, and I remember CD-ROM, so that, that'll tell you when that was popular. Uh, it was a CD-ROM. They had it in this bin at, at Ross or TJ Maxx or something like that, you know, back by the, the, the pants with the irregular stitching and the yoga DVDs, hmm. uh, the, the nonstick pans. They had um, the, these three, there were boxes, um, and they had CDs in them, and it was they had Amazing Spider-Man and Fantastic Four. I think there was one more in the series, but they didn't have it. But it, up until that point, early 2000s maybe, they had uh, it was a CD that had all of the comics on it in PDF form. Every single Amazing Spider-Man comic book in PDF. That's awesome. And I got the Spider-Man ones. I didn't get the Fantastic Four ones because really, honestly, who cares about Fantastic Four ever? And uh, brought them home. And to my delight, my favorite part of it was it left the advertisements intact. Really? So That's it cool. was a, That's it was really like cool. uh, it was so the treasure. Scanned it. One of the um, <laughs> when we <laughs> this is. All right, we're just gonna go right into the, the, the pit here. Uh, when when this building that we were in before it was built here at the church, the building next door was a middle school. We had an elementary school and a middle school. Went up to, to eighth grade, and um, in one of the closets for all the years of the school as a resource, they had had a subscription to National Geographic magazine. So one of the closets, the one down by the garden room, you'll remember, Stephen, mm. was totally filled with National Geographic magazines. And um, I, think I, do they, I think I remember seeing those at one point. So what every to them? well, I think we end up having to get rid of them all. I mean, you're I, I'm talking hundreds of, of Nat Geos. That hurts. And um, so every time I would go, if I had to use the the hopper, if I had to go to the little boys' room during the day, I would just go down there and grab a, a random National Geographic magazine and take it in with me and. Look at the advertisements because it was always interesting to watch the look at the cars that they were, you know, brand new stylish model for 1982, you know, different things yeah. like that. And it was really cool to see the stuff that they advertised because it is exactly like you said, it's a time capsule. Uh, speaking of time capsule, uh, a, a treasured memory that I think all of us share across fandom uh, in, our, in our country and around the world. Um, we are saddened this week by the loss of uh, one of the 
greatest men to ever don the cape and cowl of the Batman, uh, Adam West, has passed away. And EJ, you actually commemorated this in a really special way. Tell us about that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, uh, yesterday I actually uh, released a the original painting and then also the commemorative sticker, um, which I like to call Legend. Uh, Adam West tribute uh, painting. It's fantastic. Have you guys seen this? It's so good. Oh my goodness, dude. I I mean, EJ, I I mean, I love what you do, but this one's special, man. I mean, this one looks great. Even how you showed the pictures of the sketching process and the... I mean, I felt like I was just watching it come to life before my eyes. No, I appreciate that. I, I really wanted everybody to kind of be a part of this process with me. So, you know, I put a video out there of kind of like the process of me sketching it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to everybody online for a little bit. And then after the fact, I did a little like before after just to kind of just to give everybody just where I was at in the midst of it. So I had a lot of fun with it. It's really, my really favorite cool. piece that he's ever done. I, I'm going to tell you, dude, like, I, I mean, I, I, I like your stuff. I've got some of your works in my house. I have between myself and my son from canvas to stickers yeah. uh, I mean we're, we're definitely nest out but um, but this was when I was looking at I'm going man I not only want that I want the entire gallery collection dude like now I'm clamoring for a Frank Gorshin Riddler for uh, you know and I don't oh. even know you could do the half Frank Gorshin and, and half uh, was it John Astin uh, Gomez Adams played him yeah. uh, for, oh, for nice. a couple episodes I prefer Gorshin and uh, oh, obviously uh, you could do the, I mean, the Catwoman's uh, Leanne Merriweather, Eartha Kitt, Julie Newmar. Oh, Cesar Romero. Cesar Romero as the Joker. Oh, yeah. Burgess Meredith is that. I mean, that'd just be uh, fantastic. I mean, dude, I mean, even throw throw it into high gear and do the Vincent Price as Egghead. I mean, there's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or you can even do Heath Ledger. He's posthumous. He's not 66 Batman. That doesn't, that, we see how oh. we're going with the theme. <laughs> oh, it's not sorry. just dead people who are associated with Batman. Let's do the <laughs> Alfred, who was in the 90s. He's probably dead. Uh, Let's do Val like Kilmer's career. Michael like Go is dead. Val okay. Kilmer's career. Is <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I heard they're stacking sandbags around him right now for Top Gun 2. Um, <laughs> oh, too soon. Uh, but, dude, it, 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 this is, I know this is this is a one of a kind, right? Yes, this is a one of a kind. Uh, you're, doing, you're doing stickers and posters, but they you need to check this out, squad. You need to go to officialnessnehs.com and, uh, and and just just lay eyes on this thing. It's a, it's a really awesome piece. Um, we've got we got a lot of things that we've got getting people connected to on online. We've already kind of talked about our social media, but uh, YouTube has become a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. Steven and Jessica, you guys just did a video about Wonder Woman. Did. Yes. And uh, I had not seen the movie, uh, but I had seen your uh, review, uh, the, your spoiler-free review of Wonder Woman. So when I finally went to go see the movie, all I could think about was the points that you had made. Did you get what I was talking about with the CG? So this is the thing. <laughs> and, and, and it was in the first maybe 20 minutes of the movie, there was two parts that were so disconcerting, like they didn't even match the background. It was like weird computer matte painting like we're fighting on top of a hill that is obviously not the hill that we're fighting on top of wow. and then there was yeah. one part and i don't know who it was if it was hippolyta or if it was um jedi Anti- or buttercup uh, or whatever Anti-Ope. whatever uh and i don't know what her aunt's name was okay aunt iope uh, so if, if it was iope or if it was that was her aunt right it's the opposite Anti-Ope, of iope yeah. yeah it's anti-ope okay if it was uncle opie anti-ope <laughs> Uh, there was one scene where they're in battle and like she just jumps up and the cape like swirls around her and I'm like, 
wow, that does not even look like a person. <laughs> that went straight up. Wait, like, Jenny? Yeah, I, I don't know who it was. <laughs> was it like Spawn? Where it's yeah, it was like, like, that was, <laughs> and I'll get to that in a second. But that was the uh, that was the thing. Like I, Those two parts, and I went, oh, no, this is going to be just as bad. And, but then after that, I never noticed any CG. See, I didn't notice it then. I noticed it like when they were like on the battlefield and during no, the war. I, I, it That's never, when I noticed it a I, it lot. Never noticed, I never noticed it to where it took me out of the of watching and tracking with what was going on. Um, I will I will say this. This isn't really a spoiler. The very last shot that you see in the movie angered me. Made no yeah. sense. I did, did not like it. Did I don't, not like I don't it remember all. what it was. It's been so long. Well, don't jump. please That's don't. Yeah, <laughs> it's actually like it's a spoiler. But she just jumps and she's jumping through Paris like randomly. Like yeah. I'm gonna go jump to save something. Oh, now I remember. Yeah. Well, there she mm-hmm. definitely seems like she's reacting to something. Yes, but, but, but she sees something coming. It, this, yes, but like, why is she just leaping across Paris? Because she's she leaping can? to November. Because look, <laughs> if you if you or if you were Wonder Woman and you could just she she doesn't she doesn't. Fly, does she? No, no. She jumps. At least not. I mean, not, well, no. not, not yet. Not not fully. She doesn't have the invisible jet, EJ. Yeah, exactly. That's what she's waiting for. Main industries. Bet you, ba- I bet you, Bruce is gonna build it for you. It's not, it's not a fully, <laughs> optical camouflage. Yes. It's not a fully realized flight thing that she does. She does jump really high. And in the can, comics, she definitely flies. She, well, yeah, but she can kind of. Then why does she need a movie, jet? Or is that just a maybe she just hasn't realized she can fly yet. Because jets are cool. Yeah, that's kind. That was a little bit of a spoiler alert. She does kind of float in the movie. Fantastic. Uh, a light spoiler. I mean, it wasn't a heavy spoiler. <laughs> oh, it was enough of, of a non-spoiler to me that I forgot that that happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was glad that it happened, though. It, like, the way that it all played out. Like, just fly. Just do it. I forgot that she could fly. Like, in the comics, I forgot that she could fly. Well, she didn't used to be able to fly. but there <laughs> Well, was... she got freaking fly my fire miles. She, she did indeed. Um, but there was uh, the the one thing that always that took me out of the movie. I guess we're talking about Wonder Woman right, right now. And I was gonna say I was gonna jump in, but I didn't want to. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't do want to spoil. Spoiler, yeah, let, let, we'll avoid know. spoilers to try to well, tap dance around it for the next few minutes. Okay. Just just know we're marking it right now. We might accidentally dribble out a spoiler or two because and, there's uh, really only one kind of spoiler. The rest of it is origin movie. Has anybody like, here not seen the movie? Oh, Jackie, Jackie, okay. get out of here. Just cover Sorry, your ears. Jackie. It's okay, I'm fine. No, no, we'll, we'll avoid spoilers. I'm fine. We'll avoid it. Jackie doesn't care, so let's spoil it. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I kind of care, but I'm not like, I'm going to kill you the, if you spoil no, no, no. it for the me. Way that the, movie played out with, the, the way that <laughs> the movie played out with the villain was a pleasant surprise. Yes. Yes. I saw it coming. It kind of heartbreaking. I, it, was, it was bothersome to me. It was I, a good I portrayal. Thought it, well, I you saw it coming? Like like the who and the what and the where and all that? From almost immediately. I, mean, I didn't really see did. it, it coming. Brilliant. I didn't see it coming, but when it happened, I, I I thought it was cheesy. Like that, I didn't like. I it. saw I saw one setup as a thing, and then I saw mm-hmm. and then I saw the the main thing happen. Like I kind of called it to myself. Well, you didn't actually use any words there, and I know you're trying to avoid uh, it. Yes. But you're you're basically saying that you're smarter than the movie. Is that like what you're putting out there? That's what I'm. That's what I'm not hearing the, from you. Not the people who saw the movie. My favorite part about your your spoiler free review was a part where you told Jessica something, asked her if she agreed with you, and, and then, then she said yes, agreement. and then you say I agree with you. <laughs> Stephen, no. Stephen made a no. statement, asked for her to agree with him, and then agreed with her for agreeing. I was. With agree- him. She also made like a separate kind of mi- like little point about what I asked. You her, just really like being right, and I agreed with he her. Does. Her point that she made, mm-hmm. okay, which was agreeing with me, but still, yes. <laughs> I think but it was I, I still a little small point. <laughs> I think movies also tend to follow a formula, yeah. so like, yeah. it, it, I haven't seen the movie, but like, I'm pretty sure whatever Steven was able to predict, I will probably be able to because mm. movies just kind of follow that formula. There, there was like, one, there was one thing that they say, and it's like, oh, you've got to get this thing, but then the thing doesn't turn out to be this thing. Mm-hmm. It actually, it was one of the uh, Dumbo. You didn't need the magic feather after all. Yeah. Yeah. You can fly on your own. You know, it's like one of those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And, and I, Again, to me, flying. 
there was no surprise there. Yeah. Like to me, it was like, oh, like once once I saw, hey, why did Zeus, like who did this, do that? If he could have done, mm-hmm. wait a second. So I, I like yeah. the the portrayal of the main villain, who I will not say, but. I, I didn't. I, I didn't. You didn't? I, I thought didn't he like I didn't. Cool. I thought it was so it was it was bad. It was like it, it was cast the way it was cast for the <gasps> factor, but I thought like wow, dude, like change him up a little yes, bit, dude. Do yeah, something with him. Horrible. Make him look make him look a little less yeah. goofy. Yes. I was like, he does look goofy, bad. I thought it looked cool. He looked, he looked I mean, ridiculous. He looked, he looked, just he looked, like the comic. He looked ridiculous. Look, in in full on like flaming or super saiyan form or whatever. He looked like he looked cool externally, but every time they would cut to the, yeah. the inside oh, yeah. of the mask, I'm oh. like, "Is is that that's the guy from uh, Moulin Rouge? In there. <laughs> What's going on?" I'd be mean, like, "What is happening?" Oh, Wispy boy. little. He was trying to figure out British <laughs> face piercing, you know, jump, jumping out of a, uh, <laughs> uh, a yes. Spartan mask or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it it was cool. Uh, the first half of the movie to me felt like it was it was trying to find out where it was between Thor and Captain America. Yeah. Mm. And Steven, you said you wish you hadn't seen Captain America. I think there were certain things that they just they couldn't avoid yeah. repeating. Yeah. But then there were certain things that were like, oh, okay, kind of shot for shot. Like, That's and, and like, like, a, like one the thing one where she jumps off a shield into a building. <coughs> I'm like, we literally just saw that in Captain America Civil War. Or, or the, yes. the, the, the cyanide tablet. Mm-hmm. Or yes. the, the part where the guy's like, well, you know, we're going to win this war. It's like, no, we're not going to win the war. We're going to do something different now. It's like, no, I'm going to kill you and win the war on my own. Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Crisis. I mean, there was... <laughs> secret, secret. I, don't want, I mean, I don't know. This might be a late spoiler, but I'd like to nickname the movie If Peggy Carter Were a Superhero. Hey! If, like, uh, who? What? If Peggy Carter were, were the yeah. last daughter of Krypton, well, there's a lot of similarities between Captain America: First Avenger. Well, the, so movie. half of the movie, half of the movie thinks it's it, it, with a with a drop of Thor. Half of the movie thinks that it's Captain America, mm-hmm. and then the last third of the movie, it goes, "Psych, we're Man of Steel. Let's destroy everything." <laughs> yes, it was. One of, yeah. well, one of my favorite things is I don't know if it's because it was directed by a woman or if it, I don't know if a man could direct it as as well as it was done. Tread. Careful. I know. About to say. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> there were certain developments between characters that I don't know if you would have gotten that from a from a male director because well, because it was a female director. I don't know what she's done in the past, but I feel some of the stuff that I saw between, I'll just say between uh, Steve and and Diana, the way they're developed, like certain scenes that they had. I don't know if a male director could have pulled that off and put the right emphasis into that as much as it 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 got, which is good. It was really good. I was talking with another pastor today who was asking me about the movie and what, what do you think? And uh, the scene came up uh, again, light spoiler, but you know the scene came up where uh, Chris Pine comes out of the water and he's literally naked, stark naked, with a hand cupped over his mm-hmm. private areas. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, so except for one area, the size of his hand. He is totally nude. Yes, and uh, and uh, and they were hesitant about that. They thought that that scene was a little questionable, a little offensive. Mm-hmm. And I, my counter to that, although I didn't need to see that much Chris Pine, no. and the statement was made: Would that have happened if it was a reverse? If it was a male superhero movie and it was a female coming mm. up out of the water, would that have been okay in that instance? And the, you know, probably not. Maybe um, would that have happened if it was not a movie? directed by a female or maybe that was kind of like fan service for the females but I thought it wasn't as bad as it could have been and here's why because it was not a sexually charged scene no. there was no there was, was no comedic. romantic tension not at all. it wasn't even that it was comedic it was very it was innocent more, yeah and, and more 
studious i don't know like sort that, of like that's academic what I'm there, there was sort of like she she had there there was no experience there so she she had there was no desire mm-hmm. she didn't see it and go i chihuahua i yeah. poppy you know she just it was, <laughs> she was just she was she's like, like what hey, it was so he was uncomfortable and she mm-hmm. was not at all uncomfortable uh she's just like okay so you're naked, whatever. And she's, it's very she's very literal in how she's yeah. Playing. So, like so even but so it's from her perspective, it's much more. It's just innocent. It's just whatever. Yeah. Now they do have a, a line later on when they're on the boat, which refers to um, the, her ability to not need a man and stuff like that. And it's like okay, well that see that one to me was yeah that was. But considering the source material and that they did not make this movie for Sunday school camp, um, I thought that they kept it well within the boundaries of where where it could have been, in, in my opinion. No, I, I mean, I guess I, I don't want to get too deep into it, but I, I thought it was very interesting that a lot of people gave it such high and, and rave reviews. And, and my, I guess my question was, you know, what is it the true meaning as to why they gave, you know, gave it such high marks? But, you know, when the twins are talking about tread softly, tread slowly, like I definitely want to do that as well. And I want to be very respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, it's it's one of those things where, I don't know if it was that everybody was just like, yay, Gal, like it's Gal. And, you First know. off, Gal, Gal Gadot. 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 I could, I could watch her uh, wallpaper someone's basement. <laughs> I don't, she, and not, not even from like a creepy, like perverty sort of way. She is absolutely majestic and graceful. Yeah. She is like living mm-hmm. art. And she's mm-hmm. funny. She is she's funny. She's but, hilarious. But she acts with, with her eyes, with her, like her facial expressions, her, her, her contour of her like body language. Uh, I mean, she's she is a gem. She uh, of all the the people across the DC universe, um, she's truly, truly uh, at the top. Say without yeah. without her, I don't think this movie does nearly as as well rating wise. No, what there's a, a Wonder Woman was good, but there was so much things, so many things that it could have done better that it didn't. Like the acting was good, and I complain about the CG, but it took a lot of lazy steps storytelling wise. Yeah, and that's that, that was my DC thing. I was like, it, what's what's the reasoning behind such high marks and the defense towards like, oh, it's you know, it's you know, why are you saying anything wrong about this movie? And it's like, no, it's not anything. You can't say anything wrong about it. It's just I want to know why. The story's broke. Like it, it's broken. I I love the story. Yeah. Maybe it's a gender thing. I don't know. And that, well, see, and and I, that's what I'm saying. Like because I, we because females like a different type of story. But it's but that's the thing. So was this is this is my question. Then was this marketed to women? Was this just a, uh, a, a story well, for women? Most of, most of the critics that uh, review for Rotten Tomatoes, I would assume, are male. I know a lot of the I don't top. Know that that's a fair are. assumption. But see that. But that's I don't, my, I don't, that's, where, that's that's your sixty percent of the time. It works every time. I, I don't think you have any basis of 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 statement for that making that that claim. I said it was an assumption. Uh, yeah, I never I said it was fact. I don't think I don't, the audience for Wonder Woman was pretty evenly split, split down the genders. Okay, so what is it that you say? Uh, the yes. women, women like different kind of storytelling. Yeah, it's, it's, it's it wasn't all action. But it you're was, saying that the movie was for was for women. No, I did not say that. Okay, I that's did not where say that. Okay, I'm saying the it was not marketed toward women. It may, I mean, it was directed toward women, but it was written by. Mostly men, like Zack Snyder wrote it, and, and all these other. Zack Snyder got top billing. I'd be surprised. Zack Snyder would contribute be supr- to the story. But, I don't think uh, but he he got top name on the writer's credits. Yeah. At the end of the, but I would be surprised if he did the most of the writing. It that didn't seem like a Zack Snyder story. Thank no. goodness. No, I just want I just want <laughs> I mean, to say he, that because you know Jessica shared that better. a woman likes a different kind of story. So yeah. I just wanted to go a little yeah, deeper. So and saying, yeah, that's, you, that's, I mean, because you were saying that the story was broken. 
I because I don't want to spoil anything, but it's like, oh, we're going to this place, and all of a sudden, let's stop here randomly to well, just do some random. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. Like, this there's there's one random. scene in the movie that this is random. I don't want to spoil it anything. Almost, it almost seemed like they're like, let's just throw this in here. Yes, because like I'll just say it. Uh, they have something that is very essential to stopping this war, and that needs to be main priority. But before that. We're just yeah. gonna go on a do a shopping montage, right? Oh, now. Exactly, okay. like which is not a bad thing, but I don't think it belongs in that movie. And it, it's just it's one of the examples that they that they did in that movie. That to me is just like that was a that was a, a lazy like okay here's we're gonna take a trope, a fem- like a romantic comedy geared towards women trope and throw this in this movie. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. because it's the it's the 1910s. Yes. That's all women did back then. That, he needed her to blend in. That's the thing that I, 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 I'm I going to agree with Jessica because you have to understand that takes us to that time where we see Wonder Woman, but we can only see Wonder Woman through the lens of we know modern Wonder Woman. And she is modern Wonder Woman from her perception. She is the, the, the woman out of time in the same way that we, we kind of laugh and chuckle when Steve Rogers acts weird or, you know. Or he doesn't get a reference. You he know, doesn't get a reference except for because he is because he's too late. It's the, the same <laughs> thing. She comes into a place where there's all of these crazy social constructs of inhibitions, and she doesn't understand that. She's walking around with a cloak and no pants on in the middle of uh, London. And you want to say that it was lazy storytelling. The the attention to detail to that was amazing because that was Selfridges, and Selfridges was the biggest high, high street shop in London in that time period. I don't know... I don't know lazy storytelling as much as they... It was very ambitious, and they, they did... They tried to do a lot, and I, I'm reminded of the line that Jack Nicholson did in the movie, As Good As It Gets. It's like, how do you write for a woman? He says, well, I just write it for a man, and then I take away all reason and accountability. <laughs> there was moments in that movie when her character... Mm-hmm. her and, and I don't think it's bad, but I think it's, it's a deliberate attempt to kind of expand her character a little bit and I think this is one of the this to me was the best part of the movie they're in the trenches mm-hmm. and she's like those people are starving we have to go save yes. them and you have to think she's on mission but she's a child she's what Danny Rand should have been she was a, she, she's a child in her mind because she's very innocent she's been protected she knows how to fight but she's never seen the world yeah. mm-hmm. and she's like I'm gonna go stop them you can't we've got to go do this thing because I'm on mission and that's and I think that was a the good reaction of I have to do this because of of orders. No, we have to do this because it's right. Mm-hmm. Right. And she goes and does it. And then huge spoiler alert here. Jump ahead thirty seconds. After she does it, it's all for nothing because everybody gets killed anyway. Yeah. And she's totally crushed, totally crestfallen, mm-hmm. totally shaken. All of her values up, but I did what was right, and that's that was a that was the most characterization I've seen in any character in the modern DC universe, in the modern DC movie universe. Yeah. And I'm, I'm not like crapping on the movie; I'm not saying it was bad. I just I was just saying I don't think it deserved a ninety three. What movie deserves what besides Dark Knight, the the sterling gem on the crown of goodness? Uh, what movie can you do you say deserves to be one step higher than Wonder Woman? DC or just superhero movie? Sure. You there, you won't find a DC movie that deserves to be one step higher than Wonder no. Woman. I'm I'm biased because I love Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, so I'm not going to. You use won't that. find a DC extended universe. Okay, movie. no, 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 not not at all. Like I, this is the best DCEU movie that there is, and I think it, it definitely deserves to be the best. But at the same time, it didn't have much competition either. Well, but we don't compare a movie to another movie to to be fair. But I'm asking you this: What movie would be one step better than this movie? In like I'm in comic book movies, let's just say from Superman to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, what comic book movie would be one step better than Wonder Woman? One step better. In your opinion. In my opinion, 
I I think most of the Marvel movies are better than Wonder Woman, but now that Wonder Woman's bad, like both Guardians of the Galaxies, I think are better than Wonder Woman. I at least I enjoyed them more. I'll repeat my question: What comic book movie would be one step better than Wonder Woman? Captain America: First Avenger. Okay, why? I I I need because they did it first. Because <laughs> they did it first. Uh, no, I just I like the way that they did. Because it's very similar to to Wonder Woman, I just like the way that they told that story, and I I just prefer that movie. How did Steve Rogers grow as a character during that movie? Uh, I don't know if he grew as a character. I not necessarily grew because I believe his character was there from the beginning, like when he's super skinny and dives on a grenade to save his platoon mm-hmm. uh, in training camp. That showed his character, and I think he loses his character a little bit when he starts kind of getting. A little big-headed when he says celebrity as Captain America, but not really fighting, and then actually has to go and fight, regains his character back, and then at the end decides that he the best way for him to stop this war is to sacrifice himself in order to save the war, and he does that. I I think that arc there to me was better than the Wonder Woman storyline, but not necessarily that the Wonder Woman storyline is worse. I just like I preferred that one, I, and I liked Wonder Woman, and I liked that she grew, but I think, once again, she was kind of already that to begin with. Like, she didn't really grow. She grew in, like, knowledge of the world and because she fell in love with what's-his-name that helped her grow and learn to care. Uh, the the thing that you said about how, um, uh, with Captain America, how he got, like, big-headed as a celebrity or... um. Whatever. I don't fully agree with that simply because um, he was doing that because he felt like that was the only thing that he could do because it was either that. That was what they or, told him was the only thing. Yeah, he could it was do. like you can only do this or you can be stuck in a lab. And what changed it was that he realized his best friend from childhood, Bucky, was behind enemy lines and that he had to do something about it. That was what, that was a catalyst for him to move forward and to ditch the choir line and go behind enemy lines. And then when Bucky died, that wait what what <laughs> spoiler alert bucky died well, bucky died on, on a mission died on a mission well yeah but like he what? died right in front of him and so like that made it even more important for steve to to go i was i was just saying well, everything else was great i, I, I just know, wanted but to I'm disagree saying, like, with you on did, that one part he did get a little a little like he enjoyed I, the celebrity is what i'm saying yeah um, and but, that's what i'm saying like that he can it started off with good intentions mm-hmm. and then i think he started to kind of enjoy the celebrity a little bit i don't think bit. steve rogers had any notable character change until the end of avengers when he realized, oh wow, I can't really trust anybody, and that, which played out perfectly into Winter Soldier and mm-hmm. Civil War, mm-hmm. that was that was the dynamic character change there. I think that Wonder Woman had a, a fully realized story arc where not only did she realize it's not just about, uh, you know, the mythological cause of all my problems, which uh, I have kind of grown up believing that there would be one fix. You know, the devil made them do it. Let me just, you know, all kill we have to do is kill the devil and and all the problems go away. She went from her childlike quest to realizing, wow, things are really bad because things are really bad, Mm -hmm. which was an eye-opening thing. And then they came back and they kind of gave the, you know, the Hollywood pad ending. Oh, by the way, the devil's here too. You should kill him while you're at it. And she does. Mm. And, and, but realizing what she realized during her character change, I think that's what propels her into who she's been for the next, you know, 90 years. Yeah. Uh, till Batman and Superman. The real question that we have, and I think this is the one thing that we that we really need to answer and put on the table from from for Wonder Woman, is was that the Super Friends Apache Chief 
That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, that's what I was thinking. That's what I thought it was. It has to be. It has to. It be. has to be right. It has that to would be. be. It has to be so good. In this, in the same way that like the the Nolan verse would kind of introduce like you know it's Robin, it's bad, you know, yes. like those kind of things. That had to be enough I, Chuck, right? That had to that's be. That's what I thought. Apache Chief. I was so happy. I mean, because they called him the Chief. Yes. <laughs> and I'm not saying that just because there's a Native American like, in this, I kinda wanted, it has to be the same I kind of wanted someone to ask him, like, hey, what tribe are you from? I was like, I'm an Apache. Like, that would have made me happy. Yeah. If they, if they it'll, be, it'll be in the, the extended version yeah. of the DVD, I'm sure. Yeah. There, and, and he was taller than everybody else, just, yes. for, the, just for the record. <laughs> just for the record. Uh, let us know what you thought about Wonder Woman. Give us some comments on social media and tell us, uh, is Stephen Wright, is it, uh, is it a slightly disappointing movie or, or or is Jessica right it's the the fantastic wonderful I am woman hear me roar I liked it <laughs> I liked look it's it. not perfect I'm not no, saying it's like quite. the best thing ever I just said I liked it no, no more talk we, I'm saying, you're not saying it's matters. the what I'm not saying it's the best thing ever the what the best thing ever, ever. that brings us to our next segment which is tonight's best thing ever now, now we've done something that's a little bit different on best thing ever because sometimes we get we get tired of just having to sit here and listen to Stephen give his opinions we have decided to ask you your opinions so we have reached out to our nerd of god squad and said for the next uh, the rest of the best thing ever for season three here. We want to hear what you have to say about who is the best thing ever. We want to hear uh, you make a case and state your defense for why this character should beat this character. I feel really bad that we did do it last time. Does anybody know who won this round of best thing ever? I, I don't, don't even remember who was. I do not. It was, it was uh, Ellen Ripley versus Samus Aaron, and I have oh, not checked. Okay. It should have just ended like uh, since we've started. I don't know if I voted or not. I did not vote because I totally forgot about it. Oh, I'm fantastic! Human garbage. I she is human garbage. Here she comes. Did you find it, Stephen? Oh, no, I, I didn't. Oh, I thought you were looking for it. I should be. Ooh. Well, ooh. I'm looking it up. Ooh. I gotta look at I'm, it. I'm, don't, I please, she said, ooh, I need to see it. Oh, I can't find it. Oh, my gosh. Please. Brownies. Holy won. crap in a hat, wow. man. Wow. Hold on. Wow. Wait, I haven't seen it yet. Hold oh, on. Oh, my goodness. Out. In episode, wow. best relax. thing ever, Space Ace Edition, Sam is Aaron and Ellen Ripley. It is a tie. 50 50. I see what you gotta do. Oh, my gosh, you guys. This is amazing. You have to tweet. Uh, Sigourney, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver, Weaver. And see who she votes yeah. for. <laughs> uh, Will Friedel, this is your chance to redeem yourself. Holy cow, it's 50 50. I just last time, The last time, <laughs> thank you, Internet Explorer. <laughs> last time we had a 50 50. It was Batman Beyond and Star Lord, right? Mm -hmm. uh, this is amazing. This never happens. Friedel. So we, Friedel, so we have to. Um, thank you, Internet Explorer. <laughs> so Neff is coming to us live via satellite <laughs> from New Jersey, from Muncie, Idaho. Oh. Uh, so, man, we have to. My dad's from Idaho. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, uh, I'm done. Um, <laughs> this is this is incredible. Okay, so what we need to do now is we'll. Oh, I can't, dude. We have to do a push. We have to do. We we push them both onto the next round. So the next one It'd becomes be a, a three way dance. <laughs> wow, that's incredible. I thought I I did not think that was going to happen. That's incredible. Okay, that's Samus really Aran cool. from Metroid, Ellen Ripley from Alien. They both go on to the next round and best thing ever. There were a lot of votes. There was and so this this is pretty incredible. So um, what we have now is um, we have the opportunity to let a couple members of our Nerd of God squad weigh in, and we have asked um, asked our fans to uh, bring in their thoughts, their defense for uh, the best thing ever, and we've gotten two responses. Uh, one from Andrew, the Celtic nerd. 
and uh, like from a Celtic nerd. Is it Celtic, Celtic or Celtic? Well, he introduces Celtic. himself on his uh, his Celtic? defense. Okay. So we will listen and see <laughs> whether it is the s or the k. And uh, well, have, you, have you not listened yet? We have fun. I have. Oh, okay. I have. And then uh, and then uh, David Longwater from Claremont, Florida, who um, is also he is a curator of Star Wars art. Oh. And uh, hey. and Ooh. has one of Hello. one of the most extensive. Uh, retro vintage Star Wars action figure collections that I've ever seen. Not to talk to him uh, so, <laughs> in case you're not sure who David was voting for, so uh, let's <laughs> let's go ahead and hear what they have to say right now. First, uh, first up, we will go with um, with Andrew. Hey guys, this is Andy, the Celtic nerd. As far as best thing ever with Kirk and Han Solo, both have done a lot of great stuff and helped a lot of people. Uh, in a fist fight, I definitely think uh, Kirk would win. He's also shown that he can take quite a beating. But if it came to phases or blasters, uh, Solo would definitely have shot first. Now, uh, a lot of people, I've read several arguments about this online before, will say that, uh, you know, well, Han Solo did the uh, Kessel Run in 12 parsecs. Now, that's great, but Kirk and crew managed to slingshot a Klingon bird of prey around the sun and travel back in time to 1984. And also, in doing so, they managed to bring back and save from extinction the humpback whale. So, in a few points, my uh, pick will go to Captain Kirk. Live long and prosper. All right, so that is uh, Andy, the Celtic the nerd. The Celtic nerd. <laughs> I'm and uh, here we, like you should, <laughs> like you should. And Andy's no fool, y'all. And uh, and here's our here's our response, our retort. And, and you know what? He makes a good point. I mean, Kirk, Kirk uh, in a fist fight, he, has, he knows uh, kung fu. What, what's he? that like double handle axe chop that he does? I mean, Kirk is Kirk is nasty. And I'm sure, Spock could have taught him the Vulcan death. Now here and and here's the with Kirk too. Kobayashi Maru. Kirk will cheat to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kirk. So I mean, Kirk I, is smart. I get the whole like Han Kirk shot first. Kirk is definitely first. smarter than 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 Solo. You think? Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Um, now Han Solo is more ruthless. They, I think they would both, they would both do whatever they could to win. Han Solo, I think, would he would cheat too. Well, let's see what David has to say about Han Solo. Cheater. Now David sent us a video, and he has he has props in his. You're gonna like this. Oh. Hi, my name is David, and I was asked to make an argument for why Han Solo would win against Captain Kirk in a Best Things Ever tournament. Now. I have no idea who this Captain Kirk guy is, but I know a few things about Han Solo. I'm the owner of one of the largest and most extensive Star Wars vintage toy collections in the Central Florida area, so I know a few things about Han Solo. Listen, Han Solo always shoots first, and that's why he would win against this Captain Kirk guy or anybody. Han always shoots first. And I've got two words for you, Greedo. Okay, well, that's one word, but Greedo. <laughs> and when George Lucas made Han shoot second, Greedo still lost. Han wins. It took his own son to take him out, a member of his own bloodline. So this Captain Kirk fellow, I don't think there's any way that he has a chance against our boy here, Han Solo. So that concludes it. Han Solo wins, hands down. Hans down. Hans down. Hans down. I do gotta say, you have one who's killed my son and one who definitely outlived his son. Gun! Uh, <laughs> you cling on. No, the con didn't kill his son. It was no, but you cling on. B word. You killed my son. 
Oh, yeah. Cruise killed his son. Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I know. I those first two movies. I was hard. frozen today. That was the second and third I movie. <laughs> I know. I just, Steven, I, just why don't you go pee? <laughs> Guido shot first. You mean Guido? Guido. Yeah. Guido. Yeah. Hey, who's guys? We're, we're gonna, I'm gonna, some I'm gonna go shake this move down in Moss Eisley. Forget Pit, about uh, it. Pit stop. Feet stop. Pit stop. Go pee. Okay. Han Solo, you come with me. Pit I get. Stop. I get good bounty. So you've heard from the experts. Now it is up to you. By the time you hear this, this is going to be live on our Twitter page at Nerd of Godcast. You can vote on Han Solo or Captain James Tiberius Kirk. Who is it that you think would come out the victor? And it's your call. Nerd of God Squad, get on it. Vote and share this week's best thing ever. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, so E three just happened, and that yes. was that was pretty exciting. There's lots of stuff, lots of fun happening. From uh, you guys, have you guys watched these uh, these press conferences, these big presentations? I going on? I silently bit? watched the place, the Sony one. Silently watched it because well, I was playing. You weren't I, silent. You were tweeting the entire time. Yes. Well, no, no. Silently, like I couldn't <laughs> hear anything. Oh. I had to watch it in silence because I was at my yeah, Dungeons and, and Dragons game. And I promised my dungeon master I wouldn't let the sound because we were trying to play a game. So, like, in between my roles, I'm, like, looking at the thing and trying not to freak out while tweeting. Even when going into uber nerd mode, Steven's still the worst. Man. Uh, So we watched the Microsoft one the other day. And not much going on over there at Microsoft. They have a new what? console. They have a new console that's five hundred dollars. It's supposed to be the most powerful. console And it, it is. Ever. It's the, the numbers add up. It is very powerful. That was Project but for what? Look yeah. at their game lineup. What are you going to play? Crackdown three or or you know Forza Hello, again? It's like yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. Poor Microsoft just can't get an edge on anything. I mean, they had the Assassin's Creed uh, Mummy Edition. Oh and yeah. Um, the only game that, that's coming out for, for Microsoft that I'm excited about, and I wish I could get, but I can't because it's an exclusive, is that, uh, have you guys seen this this um, Cuphead one? No. Mm-mm. It's Look up the video for it. Cuphead is so wonderful, and it looks like a 1930s cartoon. It's Ooh. breathtaking. It's like one of those old Silly Symphonies, uh, early Looney Tunes, pre-Bugs Bunny kind of things. Hmm. It's just fantastic really? how it looks. It's just fantastic. And, um, and and Xbox exclusive, yeah. but uh, but uh, the uh, Sony one came on yes. yesterday. Uh, lots of stuff from Sony. Yes, mm-hmm. I did see. I did see one thing about the Sony presentation that I thought was funny and true, and I'm not mad at it. What? Well, it was like somebody posted on Twitter was like uh, Sony's presentation. Uh, replay a lot of stuff you've already played before, but have a good time doing it. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing. A lot, of, a lot of the stuff. Well, first off, pretty much everything Sony, Sony showed was stuff that they showed last year. Yeah, just like I didn't really see any Spider-Man. They didn't but announce. Hold on, you Spider-Man. Talk about Spider-Man? Well, let's say I that. don't care. Let's not say it. Let's talk about that right now. I'm so excited for that, that Spider-Man back. game. Looks bad. It does. It looks so good. And Kingpin's in it. Oh my god! Like it just even like. One of my favorite things is when there's a part in their gameplay trailer where he has to chase a helicopter, and he's he's flipping and he's uh, swinging throughout the city, and then kind of like runs on the building to pick up speed and go around a corner. Yes, I just it was I didn't realize that that was gonna make me as happy as it did. <laughs> Literally seemed, running on a building. Yes, it was like so like genuinely like Spider-Man so that cool. I thought it was oh, it made me so I, happy. I love there's the part and it's kind of a quick time event where he's running up the crane as it's falling, and he has to keep swinging around it and yes. webbing it to a building. It just it, it looked and felt like Spider Man. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, even his movements and animations when he was when he's fighting and kind of flipping around and mm-hmm. uh, just fantastic. An amazing yeah. the amazing Spider Man games got close. They looked really good and 
and they moved really like Spider-Man as close to what we have now with this new one. But, but you were still shackled to the yeah. crappy movie storylines. And even and the problem was it was like based off the crappy movie storyline. Yeah. It wasn't even the yeah. So, you know, so, like Spider-Man Two was great. The Spider-Man Two game, but Spider-Man Two is unplayable now. Yes, yeah. the same thing. Like my personal favorite wow. Spider-Man game is the one for the PlayStation One. And it's probably unplayable now. Yeah. I haven't played it in some no, it's, it's really But Insomnia. Um, Game Boy? The Wii? No. The NES. I don't know what the hand gestures are. <laughs> SNES. Ah, yeah, like the Game Boy. Yes. That's a Game Boy. That's yes. your, that's <laughs> I had to think. I brain fart. It's been a long time. It's it looked a Game like Boy. You, you were thumb wrestling with a ghost. <laughs> I'm, <a thumb> <laughs> I'm winning. I win. I'm winning, Casper. <laughs> I win. I'm wider than you. <laughs> 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 The, um, um, the 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 Spider-Man game looks really really it, good. I just hope it, that it is an open world, yeah. go wherever oh, you want yes. to. I, I would assume it would be. Don't don't make any assumptions because they did the the game. Nobody remembers the game that came after Spider-Man Two. Do you remember the game that came after Spider-Man Two? Spider-Man Three. No, it was not. It was um it was uh, Ultimate Spider-Man. See, which I, someone told was, me that was, was the one with the Venom. Ultimate it. Spider-Man. It had Venom in it. It had Electro. It had the big Times Square fighting against Electro. Uh, great boss battles. Really cool game. But it wasn't open world. You could swing through the city, but only in as much as that you could. There was nothing you could do except for go from point A to the next mission. Oh, that's, well, let's not even talk about Spider-Man One, the, the first movie. No, let's had. not talk about that. But it looked really good, and, and it was the, the cool cell shading. So it looked like it was out of the comic book. Mm -hmm. it, it was. Uh, there was a mission where you had to fight against Deadpool on an oil rig. Yeah, I think, or maybe I don't know if that was that game or Shattered Dimensions, but it doesn't matter. Now, all, is the suit terrible? Is that suit exclusive to the game, or is that does that exist? I don't think that suit is comic book. White is. I've never seen the. I like the white spider. Was a white spider or white around? It's white spider. I think it looks kind of cool. It doesn't matter because there's one thing that no matter what Spider-Man game you're playing always comes up: the fact that you can unlock every Spider-Man suit that's ever been made. You get the black costume. You get the ultimate costume. You get the Scarlet Spider. You get the metal costume that he wore in one issue. You get the Miles Morales. You get the Fantastic Four costume when he has a bag over his head. Whatever. Now, one thing I did really like, and it wasn't really. It was about the Spider-Man game and I didn't realize I was going to be as happy when I saw it as I as I did was at the end of their presentation they do a little like uh, com compilation of all the different games that they showed and then, and, they the very, and then the very last thing you see like these two kids looking at the Spider-Man stuff it's a post credits it's like a post credits thing and you see these two kids and they have their phones up they're videotaping it and then one kid's like alright man let's go and he walks off off screen and then he goes Miles, let's go. And he turns around, and it's Miles Morales. It's Miles Morales. And I literally dropped my phone. I said, Miles Morales is in the game. And That's all the awesome. guys kind of did a slow turn to look at me. <laughs> but uh, th that was that was like, that was my standing up in the middle of the living room watching yeah. that, that moment. And there were some other great moments. Uh, God of War looked really, really good. Uh, Detroit become... Uh, be oh, the, the one new, with the split screen? Is that the new, um, the new uh, Quantum... Or Quantic Dreams. I don't know if they did that know. or not, but it's it looks really. Oh, yeah. It's like a different. See, now that's, oh, no, that's it's one it's that I need to go back and watch with the sound because I was completely lost while watching. It. Yes, that? watch it with the sound. It looked yeah, it looked that, really interesting. We can't talk about last year because that's the one I was talking about last year. It's set in Detroit though. So no. that's Quantic Dream. Okay, no. but th I mean, there's a, a the I didn't once again I didn't watch it with the sound, but it looked really good. Was the Uncharted one? Yeah, the, the look of it looked great. Like, you don't have to say you watched it without the sound. We all know you're playing Dungeons and Dragons. You watch it without the sound. What Uncharted one? Did you see the Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. Yeah. Did you see it with the sound? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of the Shadow of the Colossus? I, I wasn't even sure what I was looking at at first. I, I recognized it as Shadow of the Colossus immediately, but I wasn't sure is this a sequel or or what you know? But or like it, an HD re or like a reboot. I, and I'm still not even 100 percent sure, but it just looks fantastic. It looks like it might I don't be much a reboot. Care. Have you guys ever played this game, Shadow of the yes. Colossus? Yeah. I started to. You let me borrow it. This game is. 
a big open world a la Zelda, mm-hmm. and yeah. but there's no dungeons, no labyrinths, no castles. It's just boss battles, mm-hmm. and oh, wow. the bosses are the size of skyscrapers. It's awesome. Oh, okay. It's just fantastic. It's so cool. It's so cool. I started to play it, and I started to play Eco or Ico. Is it Ico or Ico? Sure, I've heard both. Um, I started playing both of them. It's pronounced throat wobble or mangrove. Okay. Uh, I just no think sound. It, it was. Like, I, I was struggling with the gameplay, even though they looked fantastic. Just the gameplay was hard to get through after playing a lot of new games. It's mm-hmm. kind of hard to go back to some of those old games. Yeah. So I'm really excited about Shadow of the Colossus. So I can go and play it with like a, a fresh new kind of. Like, That's one of those games that it's it's like the movie Tombstone. It's one that I'm just gonna buy it every time it comes out on a new format. Yeah, uh, I just love that game so much. Shadow would, of the Colossus. What do you guys think of so uh, Mario Rabbids? <sighs> Nintendo. Let me close out Sony before we go over to Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. Um, the Marvel versus Capcom looked really interesting. Oh, I'm down- right now, I'm downloading the story mode demo. I haven't. I'm excited for that. Now I'm it's not like a like a, I'm an MVC uh, guy. like a battle thing. It looks like it's almost like a um, reminded me sim- like something of like um, what's a Marvel uh, Ultimate what's- Alliance? Yes, it reminded me of that. No, it's a story mode, but it's it's a fighting game. But or is it going to be like in just like there's a story, but you still fight like it's a fighting game. To, like, it's a fighting okay. game. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it's definitely a fighting game. Okay. That, that I don't think that they're going to do some kind of alternate like what Tekken did. Do you remember a couple games ago? It was maybe Tekken Five when they did. You had the fighting mode, but then you could do single player mode where you went through and did some kind of final fight type. You know, a bunch of bad guys would come up to you, and you'd have to kind of fight them randomly in the street. Did you? Do you remember? I don't that? remember that one. That was that was. Um, I think it was Tekken Five. Okay. It was whichever one was out for the PS3, the first one for the PS3. Um, I don't think it'll be like that. I think it's it's definitely a story mode that's going to lead into the standard two on two or three three on three fights. Okay. Um, but lots of new characters in it. They, uh, they revealed, Ultron? Was uh, that Ultron that Ultron, I saw? Ultron uh, is sort of like, it's a combination of Ultron and some Capcom bad guy. They're yeah. fused together. Yeah, huh. I saw that. And, uh, but the, I mean, with Guardians of the Galaxy, I mean, you got Gamora and, and Rocket. Oh, okay, I have a question. Cool. I have a question. Was Rocket British? In the, he was remember? British in the last one. Yeah, that's what I say. Was he British in this I, one? I don't. I don't know if he was. I, or not. I don't think he, so. Yeah, you, I saw him talking. Yeah, I don't think so. I, the, the last thing that he did was he got. Um, was it Dante's guns or Virgil's guns? What's what? It? From uh, he's like, hey, can the girls come out to play? And he, from DVM, Devil May Cry. DVM is not a thing. DMC. It's DMC. <laughs> <laughs> Devil May Cry. Dev- or, or Devil's Very Mad. No, it's, it's whatever. <laughs> no, it's the it's the 101 Dalmatian spinoff. <laughs> Deville May Cry. Deville oh May Cry. Gosh. That's right. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, he he throws the guns to Rocket, and he, he that's cool. Um, one thing that I don't know that I can handle properly is that Skyrim is coming to VR. Hmm. Like you that don't know if you can weird. handle like you don't th- it make make you sick or you no I don't know that I need to, yeah I don't know that I need another opportunity to play Skyrim especially <laughs> since you can play it on a on a Switch too yeah and you can play it on a Switch and use a flipping amiibo to play as Link yes. in Skyrim yes. what what I what? saw yes. that today you can what? use the Link have the amiibo sword. and your guy will have the Link he'll have the the tunic he'll have the sword and tunic now we have to buy the Switch so I could do that that's so cool I can't even imagine dude like that's the last thing I need that's gonna be how your son plays Skyrim. I need to not buy. <laughs> I'm gonna games. play Skyrim. Oh, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> That's the only way. Speaking of Nintendo, I just want to know. Hold on, wait. I want to know if Link. Best row, da. He goes first row, da. Like I want to know if he's gonna do. That. <laughs> <laughs> she does it better. Yes, first row. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Nintendo did some big announcements. Today was their thing. Uh, is anybody else still weirded out by Super Mario Odyssey? A little no, bit, dude. yeah. It looks so good. The weird hat thing. But it looks so cool because he can throw his hat onto like frogs and Goombas and then you control the Goombas and the frogs. Yeah, that's called demon possession. You can I control a dinosaur. <laughs> that that, a that lot looks kind of cool. I like Dino, that. Put the dog down, Damien. <laughs> I don't know that I like that. I know DNA. <laughs> <laughs> they, Just because uh, you can. See, I was, I was at work today, so I missed a lot of the... I didn't see any of the... Well, here's the, the only the thing Nintendo you need. The Nintendo one started at 12. I, what? The Nintendo it one was, started at 12. My oh, son, yeah. man, I was on lunch all that time. My son texted me. He's like, come home, bring food. We're watching the Nintendo. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so sweet. Uh, yeah. I didn't see what like they announced. I just didn't watch the presentation. Well, uh, it doesn't matter. They they announced it. a console Pokemon game, which is probably uh, never, not going to happen for a long time. Yeah, it's like two, two, three years, right? But oh. the only thing that matters in the universe right now is that they're coming out with Metroid Prime 4. Yes. And that is what is up. Yeah, I saw, I, I saw that. Like Tony's gonna be ecstatic. About I am that. very, and then they're coming out with a Metroid two-dimensional game, a side scroller, in mm. for the 3DS. Yep, oh, really. Nice. Yeah. That, was so when, that was when I ended up I stopping, <laughs> like watching the presentation. It's like screw the 3DS, I ain't watching this well, anymore. No, I was playing Zelda. <laughs> <laughs> I was playing Breath of the I Wild. I hear about Nintendo while watching it, or <laughs> I can enjoy Nintendo. <laughs> I had it on my laptop, and then I had the Wii U gamepad playing Breath of the Wild. That's like that, that would be like that's like when my wife sits next to me and she's looking at my Facebook page on her phone. I'm like, just put your phone down and be with me. <laughs> um, it's, like, it's like there, it's like Facebook, but in real life. <laughs> There's no fa- book. I am Facebook that you can smooch. <laughs> hey, hey. Um, so yeah, so so we we have all these new video games coming out. We got lots of new movies coming out this summer, which black. we. Oh no, that's next. Black year. people. Sorry. No black panther. <laughs> black, black people. What? Say black panther. Black panther. Black panther. There are black people in that movie. Which has black people in, but that's next year. Which is why I stopped saying it. Real quick. Why Tony thought I said black. <laughs> mm-hmm. she, she's whiter than you too, T'Challa. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think about the Black Panther trailer? It looks, it looks amazing. So it looks cool. Really it looks. It looks really cool. Black Panther's so bad. Yeah, yeah he's he's awesome. Part of me wants to go because I don't know a lot about Black Panther and just read a bunch of Black Panther stuff. I thought the other part of me wants to be like, I just want to go in just blind. I want to go in and just experience it as a movie. Most of the Black Panther I know is from the BET animated series that they had, mm-hmm. which was what? amazing. Yeah. Oh. Huh. I don't know a lot about him, but I'm just gonna watch the movie. Put me on yeah, that. it looks really, really it looks good. Really good. I, it looks really good. I hope eventually he gets. I hope eventually he just gets to wear the cape. Does Black Panther with the, the high collar and everything like that? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Does, oh, cool. uh, does Black Panther come out before or after Infinity? Before. Comes okay. out in February, I think. Good. Good. Yeah, it's 2018. I'm excited. Yeah, oh, it's, it's a February movie? So mm-hmm. what what else is coming out this summer? Uh, Transformers looks like garbage, a steaming pile of... Well, here's the thing. <laughs> I'm going to go see it anyway. Spider-Man Homecoming next month. Spider-Man Homecoming. The Spider-Man movie... That has that takes place in high school that actually looks like it stars people that are in high school. I know, I'm so excited <laughs> about it. But they're still not in high school. Like, doesn't have like 32 year old Tobey Maguire. God bless. Hey guys, yeah, 20 or 28 years. 27 when he or 28 year old Andrew oh Garfield in the first movie. It's That's younger crazy. than me now. And I think Andrew yeah, Garfield was like 25 wow. or 26. I was in eighth grade when I saw that. Movie. So yes, Homecoming is going to be huge. So what else? What Sorry, else is coming Steven. out this summer? Transformers is going to be garbage. It is, but the the trailer I've seen looked so good. No, it doesn't. The trailer I've seen, like the first one. 
one. Did you see a magical the trailer for the first Transformers movie? <laughs> yeah, that movie was good. If you see the one for the fifth Transformers movie, it looks I, like I know garbage. it's gonna be bad, but the trailer makes it. me want to see it, and I'm mad at myself. I'm gonna see it. Why won't they kill sure. this franchise? It's like a bad horror movie franchise. <laughs> you know like, why? Because Halloween. it makes it money. 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 If Michael Bay is, is is rolling around in a pile of twenties, just going. I don't care. Hate it. This is what I'm doing. He's in his big Scrooge McDuck silo right now. Just sliding down. Just going. I don't care. I make crappy movies, but you know what? You suck us. Don't go see People it. Like it's, a non, it's a non-horror like version of Halloween. It's, 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 at least Michael Myers kept his mask on. If Optimus Prime could keep his mask on, I'd be more. I'd be more likely. So you couldn't see his little to mouth moving. His little crazy, you know, <laughs> now, with the scanning letters going by. Now, is there anything in the in the from what your knowledge of the Transformers lore mm-hmm. where there is a like a godlike Transformer that can control Optimus Prime? First off, they. I, I don't know. There was a bunch of godlike transformers that when Shia LaBeouf died met him on the moon and said it's not your time Shia go back and ruin more movies (laughs) (laughs) Indiana Jones is calling (laughs) (laughs) I miss even Stevens I need to go back do it just do it do it (laughs) don't let your dreams don't let your dreams be dreams I had a dream of transformer ghosts Shia, I need you to go back and film 24 hours. Of oh. oh my god! I like the movie Eagle. Was it Eagle Eye? Or Eagle Eye. Eagle yeah, Eye. I like yeah. that movie. It was alright. Oh, oh right. Shia! Or Disturbia. <laughs> hey, oh, Disturbia yeah. wasn't bad. I like Disturbia. The Rihanna song? Yes. <laughs> no, the Shia LaBeouf movie, though, which was which was a, uh, a it was inspired of by the, the Rihanna song. Yeah. Oh, no. the, so what? Remake a, of Rear Window. What else? Uh, a rear, rear, rear the, window. the rural juror. Rural juror. <laughs> Never forget you. Rural juror. <laughs> this is great. This is great right now. What Keep it coming. <laughs> You know it's gonna be a special night when Jackie breaks into song. <laughs> what else is what else is coming out that that's not gonna be garbage? Anything? <laughs> I mean, I, this I, episode, hopefully. When does Justice League come out? November. Uh, November. Okay, so not technically a summer movie. Yeah. I was like, Ragnarok comes out in November, so it's not. Yeah, it's Florida, so maybe it counts. Out. That counts. That's true. It'll still it's be still ninety be, degrees. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Cars. Car, cars, cars. I'm going to see. I'm taking my son to see. I'm going to see that. It's gonna be good. I'm going to see that. Good. It looks good. For it looks sure. better than I'm Cars 2. I'm going to watch it. Yeah, Cars uh, Everything looks better than Cars 2. You got to give... See, that's the thing is that you have to give Pixar some credit because although they've had a couple that were like, eh, even Cars 2, which was, I, I think, the worst Pixar movie, mm-hmm. was still funny like and cute, it. but it, it was watchable, yeah. Yeah. Not like... Cars 2 was the worst Pixar movie, and it was still better than the median DreamWorks movie, mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. my opinion. <laughs> yeah. uh, where's the segue going? <laughs> Cars, Cars 3 is, uh, I don't know if it gives me, I'm hopeful for Cars 3 based mm-hmm. on what Pixar has already done. Yeah. Mm. Now, let's flip that coin a little bit. We'll go back to what we originally were talking about, Wonder Woman. It, it, we were not hopeful going into Wonder Woman because of what the DC, is it DC Extended Universe? Is that yes. the yeah. official title for it? DC. What DC, I, I did like the uh, the cool little intro, the DC yes. intro mm. oh, before Wonder Woman. That was yes, kind of nice. Oh. It was Shades of Marvel, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. Very much so. But what, at this point, just do it. Just rip them off. <laughs> like, That's your best move. Like we, I, I even waited for an end credit scene. So did we. That's your best move. The lady in front of me, there was, it was us and then this couple that was in front of us in the theater waiting for the end credit scene. And when there was not one, she was like, what? Are you kidding? Me? She was so mad. I'm like, you, at least you got to enjoy the music. Steve and I make a game out of it. We have like a f- stupid names. That's stupid names. We try to find the, the most names. interesting name that scrolls past us. <laughs> That's stupid. stupid man, Hans so. Brickface. He is the best boy. Um, so, so moving, <laughs> moving into 
the like, like the the Wonder Woman movie, I had not had any hope given to me from Man of Steel, from Batman v Superman, mm-hmm. or from Suicide Squad that the DC Extended Universe was going to be yeah. like this is going to be a well done movie. So watching Wonder Woman, it was a fun, enjoyable, non uh, crappy movie. Which mm-hmm. for DC Extended Universe is knocking it out of the park. Yes. That, that was a huge deal. So the the statement was made: Does this give Does this give you hope moving forward? Can do you feel like now you can put a little bit more trust in the next DC movie that comes out? That okay, all right, they're not all going to be just garbage. A little bit, not a little much. Bit. I'm not, it's, it's still like Justice League. I'm still worried about because Zack Snyder. So, uh, they, yeah, I'd say it's about a it. director. So Zack Snyder is what makes you not trust it. Mm-hmm. You can't trust like Zack Snyder plus Joss Whedon. Joss More than just Jack is helping out with the reshoots. He's not telling the story though. That's the only thing. I would be if it was like halfway through the movie, Zack Snyder's like, "Yo, I'm out," and Joss means like, "I'm gonna come in and you know, you know, be- whatever you call that sports Renovate. thing, no. bangerang." Oh. No, when the guy clean up. Back cleanup is that what's called? I, I don't know. I'm not a back cleanup is what Alfred does in the Batcave, oh. <laughs> the moist toilet. <laughs> but uh, if it was Very like, good, ha- but they had already filmed basically all of the movie, and Joss Whedon's coming in to help. But with you the don't reshoots. know that. You don't know That's that. That's what they said. Remember, rem- yeah, but remember what they said about we're just doing a couple of reshoots with the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie, and it was like by that we mean. We're cutting out half of the movie. Yeah, mm. that's that's very true. So you don't you don't know. But Somebody, Justice League is could also be like four months spend. away. I, I'm just saying, you, you just don't know. Remember, they were filming scenes for Avengers two weeks before Avengers was in the theater. Yeah, but that was Whoa. a post credit scene. I, I'm just saying, you Whoa. just you don't know. And, and it was that shawarma scene, and it mm-hmm. was worth it. Mm-hmm. That's why like China didn't get that because wow. they, they released in China first. It was too quick. They have yeah. to release it in China first, because otherwise they'll just pirate it. <laughs> yeah. The um the issue that I have with DC is that in the past they haven't done a good job of telling the story. Like, they've been very flashy, and it looks nice, mm-hmm. but there's, there's no depth to the story. Like, in Suicide Squad, it would have been so much better if we actually had, like, build-up not 30 minutes of the movie time for each character. Sounds like it would have So, like, do we have any other solo movies coming out before Justice League? No. No. So then it's going to suck. Well, no, well, no, no, yeah, no, no because here's the thing. I was gonna say with Suicide Squad, yeah, they couldn't develop any character because they didn't. They needed to do it the way that they, they did Avengers with an ensemble mm-hmm. cast. You don't have the time. You need to to do the the movies beforehand, mm-hmm. which they did not do. Which I think is why they're doing that with Justice League now. Mm-hmm. They're putting all these movies out. Okay, and it it, it Superman it, got his build up movie. Mm-hmm. Batman doesn't get his build-up movie. Yeah, although we know Batman. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, need so one. So Batman doesn't really need one. Uh, and Wonder we, and Wonder Woman got hers. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman got Are hers. We so we we basically glaze over Aquaman. But I think you kind of get the idea with Aquaman. Yeah. He's a dude, but and he he's get, in the water. But he yeah. will get a movie, won't he? But his movie eventually. eventually. Yeah, movie. but I mean, this is the, they, yeah, but they, this is them they recruiting. glaze over the Flash. But at least the Flash has the benefit of like, okay, he's fast, and there's a TV and I show. Think, and I think he's going. Flash is going to be used kind of as a comic relief. And and then you have Cyborg, who no one's going to care. By the way, he's going to be the action figure that you won't have any problem finding. I mean, pretty and much saw his uh, his origin in BVS. And that you didn't see his origin. Not, you saw in a file. That's all you in a file. In a file. <laughs> <laughs> with, <laughs> with a conveniently uh, custom designed graphic. Well, in the trailer, we see him in the football thing. So maybe that's all we need is him playing football. Yeah, but again, you, they're going to be fighting against aliens from outer space. Parademons. They're going to be fighting against parademons. Pa- oh, parademons. The excuse me, trademark crisis demons. I think as DC calls them. <laughs> Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, was I was like, my, my issue is just I, 
I worry that there's not going to be enough substance in the Justice League movie because I want to love it. I want to get excited for it. I've sure. seen the little teasers for it, and I'm like, oh, Barry and these Allen. are characters I that we love. Allen. These are characters yeah. that we love, and we don't want to see. Okay, we don't want to see these things going into it and go, and, oh, well, that sucked, and now mm-hmm. they're going to reboot it because it didn't take off, and we're going to have to wait. What they've showed us, it looks good. I'm not going to say it looks like it's going to be crappy, but I'm just worried that they're going to do the same thing that they did with Suicide Squad that with Justice League. Anything looks good when you play like a heavy metal version of a Beatles song underneath. <laughs> you know? Anything looks good when the white stripes are behind it. You know what I mean? Like the, mm-hmm. the trailers all look good. The trailer for Suicide Squad had us all going, oh my gosh, Suicide yeah, Squad's going to exactly. be amazing. Trailer for Suicide Which is why I keep my And listen, if Zack Snyder's job was making trailers for movie, there would be no one better. Mm-hmm. Uh, every single Zack Snyder movie had the most, I mean, Sucker, Sucker Punch had the, the greatest yeah. movie trailer ever. Man of Steel even was subtle, Man but of Steel was awesome. Zack Snyder would be a great director of photography. He knows how to shoot a movie. I I concur. He knows how to tell a story, but he knows how to shoot a movie. I concur. <laughs> but um, I, I don't I don't know. Like uh, to me, if we're talking about the issue of trust, if we're talking about and, and that's what mm. we're going to be talking about tonight, uh, if we're talking about trust, the, does the the way that they're building these universes, uh, these movie universes, cause you to trust that they're going to give you something good just offhand, or does it cause you to go, uh, this is going to be uh, maybe okay? For instance, Black Panther. That's a stretch. Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy was a stretch. Doctor mm-hmm. Strange, even the fact that they were building a universe around second tier characters yes. like Iron Man, Captain America, Hulk, and Thor, which were not your big Marvel mm-hmm. characters, um, and and they but made it they work. That, yeah, now they are. Mm-hmm. Now they made that work. We have trust that when Marvel comes out, when you see that Marvel Cinematic Universe movie, you just know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. When Pixar comes out with something, you just know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. DC. They, they've done right with Wonder Woman, but they haven't fully won our, our trust back mm-hmm. yet. Um, I'll give you, this is kind of a close to home example. My wife, she cooked dinner for me tonight. She made a great burger, bacon and egg and cheese on top of a burger mm-hmm. on a fresh, crusty, lightly toasted ciabatta roll. I mean, just... Just so good, man. It was so next level. And when I married her, I mean, I'm not taking credit for this or whatever, but she couldn't cook. She couldn't cook at all. Not good at all. It was bad. (laughs) She doesn't listen, right? (laughs) I hope not. Um, But no, but but she knows. She knows that it was bad. And there was a couple times that she, when we first got married, she's like, I'm going to cook a nice home-cooked meal. And she made it, and it was a challenge to eat. And I love to eat. And I always tease her because there's one meal that she made in particular. She tried to make Chinese food one night. And it was really bad. Super bad. I mean, it was like, like they always used to say, they're starving children in China. Starving children in China would not have eaten this. It was (laughs) bad. And, uh, And she still goes back to, oh, I messed up that one meal. And it's like, woman, we've been married for a long time. You have made a lot of meals. I trust you now. If you're going to make something, I don't go, oh my goodness, is she going to mess this up like that one time six years ago that she messed up a Chinese food meal? That's no. I, but yeah, I don't I do not do that I, because she's had enough continuous success that I have trust in what she has done, mm-hmm. right? Um, I have no hope that the Transformers movie is going to be good because mm-hmm. I have no hope in them. I, I posted on something today. It was the, they had the big Optimus Prime. When I was a kid, if I saw like a life-size cardboard Optimus Prime cut out in a movie theater lobby, I'd been like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And I posted a picture with him like, hey, guess what movie's going to suck? And I threw my thumbs up at this movie. And uh, your friend Keelan. Yep, I saw it. Oh yeah. Like, I wanted like, to reply. He's like, what makes you say that? Except for the fact that all of the other ones have been terrible. And I'm like, yes, you're exactly right. <laughs> 
and that's the problem is like when you're trying to to gain trust um trust uh, trust isn't something that you can just manufacture like how do you how do you get someone to trust you by time <laughs> i was saying rising i guess rising up in opportunities to earn their trust like yeah. been be given opportunities to have to have their trust like grow if that makes sense yeah like, like something ex explain a little bit like for a very you know elementary example like i i don't know if i can trust you so i'm gonna tell you a secret and if i find out that you told a bunch of people about it i'm not gonna trust you but if you keep it to yourself i have no <laughs> i can trust you something like that it's like putting a dye pellet into something and seeing see where it leaks out right mm. yeah or i give you a task and if you can do the task i have an example okay go for it I was only here for like a month whenever <laughs> you entrusted me to build lights for the youth room. And um, that's true. I said, um, hey, like, what, hey, kid, <laughs> hey, kid that I just have known for a little while. Here's a couple thousand dollars. Build me something nice. But yeah. see, here's, here's the other <laughs> question, though. Tony, why? What prompted you? What oh, made that, you do that's, that? That, yeah. Okay, for, first thing is this. Relationship. Mm -hmm. uh, people that I knew and trusted, that I had long-term relationships with, Pastor Rodney McKinley, Pastor David Johnson, who who I know and trust and looked up to, yeah. uh, trust him. Yes. So uh, there, he's got some store credit with me already. Yeah. Second, um, he, w he was faithful with little, which made me yeah. think that I could trust him with a lot. Um, mm -hmm. I remember the Thursday night you came into my house after I said, hey, I'd like to do this. And he came with two little scale mock-ups of stage lights wow. that actually worked. That you could actually plug them in and make them do the oh, thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you just built this? He's like, yeah. I'm like, just to show me what it would look like? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. That built a lot of trust. And, um, yeah. and, and so that was that was a huge thing for me. And trust is a huge thing for people. If you ask anybody, you know, what's the number one thing that makes a relationship succeed or fail? I mean, survey says trust. I mean, it's every every single time. I mean, like, there's a whole industry based on that. Have you ever watched daytime TV? It's like, yeah. and the father is, you know, like there's a whole uh, thing of like, you know, cheaters and uh, cheaters is the worst show in the history of the world. It is, but it can sometimes be very entertaining to watch. Like when the guys chase after guy, why did you do it? Why were you cheating on your wife? And the guy's like running away, throwing people out of the way. Well, then uh, the host of Cheater gets stabbed or something. It, yes. 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 it, it doesn't matter. Real, but it wasn't. What was great? He gets stabbed and he's like holding his stab wounds. Like, why'd you do it, guy? Why'd you, why'd you cheat on your he wife? And then why'd you stab me? I would have been over a boat and I'm bleeding. But why did you do this? He was on a boat? I yeah, think they were on a boat. boat. They like took a boat in the middle of the ocean oh, to find man. this guy. He hopped on the boat, got stabbed, and while start. bleeding out, was still talking to this guy. I gotta dude. start oh DVR on this show. He's, he's not like, on the show anymore. They like, got another goose. It's, just a, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> Sixty nautical knots. <laughs> the Bible. The Bible says this in one of the greatest. The greatest verses, and and you just gotta love it when the Bible gets very graphic in its language. Um, Proverbs twenty five nineteen says, "Putting confidence in an unreliable person in times of trouble is like chewing with a broken tooth or walking on a lame foot." Oh, oh. wow! Painful. <laughs> All right. Can you imagine that? Even like imagine when you've been sitting down the wrong way and you get up and your foot's asleep you and you got. Walk oh, on it, you're like, oh, oh god, that's the worst thing ever. Uh, <laughs> I just slap it like like Kylo Ren. Wake up, wake like, up, come on, come on, <laughs> work with me here. In, in our relationship with with other people, trust is important, and in our relationship with God, trust is important. Proverbs says, "Trust in the Lord with all your heart." You know, like that's not an, an, an optional thing. So, what does it look like when we're in community with each other? When, when we trust each other? When we have relationships? Um, I mean, that's even kind of foundation in the, in the Ten Commandments. I mean. Half of the Ten Commandments are all about, hey, 
love God, but the other half are like, hey, don't do things to each other that are going to mess up your trust. Don't take people's stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Somebody okay. takes your stuff. I don't trust you no don't more. Don't eat that apple. <laughs> no, that was not the Ten Commandments. But yes, that was in the Bible. Good job, Neff. That was the first one. That was the first thing because God trusted Can Adam. Can I trust you not to eat the fruit? <laughs> nope. For sure, God. Yes, sir. That's going death fruit. <laughs> that's dang, a, that's dang it, Adam. Fruit. Come on. <laughs> it was this woman you gave me. It was not my fault. Yeah, you trusted me with her. Uh, don't lie to me. Dude, if someone lies to you, mm-hmm. that's a trust killer. Mm-hmm. That's just trust kryptonite. Yep. Especially when you find out. Jackie, that, there looks like there was a story behind that that burden side. <laughs> my young, my youngest sister. Oh, I love her I very love her. dearly. She's a sweetheart. She's a sweetie, but, but sometimes she just lies for no reason. To where if I ask her where something is and she tells me, I don't believe her. Because <laughs> the, the trust is permanently. For damaged. example, I was looking for the tweezers earlier today. I'm like, hey kid, did you put the tweezers back? She's like, yeah. And I checked, and I'm like, they're not there. I'm like, get up off the couch because that's the last place I saw them, and they were sitting there. I'm like, why couldn't you just tell me they were still there? Why did you have to tell me? She's like, because you, you called put the them kid, away. She's, she's like a did. Batman villain waiting to be hatched. <laughs> Where's the fridge? Riddle me this, Jacqueline. Where's the fridge? It's in the kitchen. I don't trust you. My sister used to lie so much. My sister, Jamie, she would lie so much that we had to come up with a code word for her uh, to, to, like, are you telling the truth? She'd say yes, and but she wasn't. So we would say mailbox. Mailbox was our word. Like Jamie did she and she would just lie about insignificant stuff. Like yeah. not even to be bad, just to lie, just for sport. Jamie, what'd you have for lunch today? Uh, pizza. Really? Well, from where? I didn't really have pizza. What? Like why would you lie about that? Like what did you have? Turkey sandwich. Really? Yes. Really? Yeah. Mailbox. I had a ham sandwich. Like what? <laughs> Jamie. Who'd you vote for? John Cena? <laughs> Are you sure? No, I don't know. Was John Cena in some election that I missed? I mean, you can write him in. <laughs> so, yeah, so so th- that was the thing. Like, yeah, if somebody lies, like, lying is the worst. Like, I can't, there ain't no room for that. I can't abide that. I've no. never lied once. That's a lie. It's the mailbox. What's <laughs> 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 that game? Three truths tru- tru- and a liar. <laughs> yeah. You lied on the show, Quentin. No, I haven't. We all have. Uh, don't kill. If you kill me, I'm going to have a real hard time trusting you from now. <laughs> for at least a couple seconds, I will not trust for at least. On that Julius Caesar. I, I swear, if you kill me, I'm, that is never happening again. I'm going to haunt you. It'll be the last time, last time I'll let you stab me. It's the last time. Why did you do it, man? Why did you do it? I'm on a boat. Sheeta. <laughs> so we have this agreed upon social contract of what's right and what's wrong in our interactions with each other. And, 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 and when we're in the household of faith with each other, it becomes even more so. I mean, when going back to the family feud analogy, why do people leave the church? You know, so many people that, that don't go to church now that used to go to church at one point, they leave because they got hurt. You know, someone violated their trust or someone, you know, did something that, that they, we're here. We're supposed to be able to be vulnerable with each other. And someone dropped the ball in that relationship. You know, mm-hmm. someone misused their trust. And because of that, I don't know if this is the tr- true for you or maybe you've experienced this. Um, I feel like sometimes people come to church in a guarded posture. You know, they're kind of hiding behind this construct of what they think other people want to see and hear. Um, but because of that, it keeps them and it prohibits them from having like real, genuine, meaningful, intimate, unguarded relationships with other people. In uh, brothers and sisters in Christ, you know what do you what do you guys think about that? I think because um, when I think when I think about this in particular, I think about trust and expectation kind of going hand in hand. So when you were talking about people leaving the church, I think it's 
it has to i think part of it has to do with like people trust that you're going to love like a christian that you're going to treat them like a christian mm -hmm. and so it's almost like this expectation that's mixed with this trust of i trust you to be a christian to me right. and if you're you're not going to be a christian or if i'm in a church where i'm trusting the body of christ and these four walls to treat you know treat me like a christian but that doesn't happen i'm gonna leave um so i think that might also play a part in it like an expectation or mixed with trust that people are trusting each other to live like christians right mm -hmm. that's good i've i've experienced something like that mm -hmm. I've, I've had friends who i thought like were who were involved in the church yep. were leaders in, in certain ministries and then i found out that they did certain they had certain lifestyle choices that they shouldn't have been having and that kind of changed my whole view of them my whole perception of how they you know operate and that really freaked me out because i was like i thought that like being at the church for only a certain amount of time it was i always thought that everybody was straightforward with each other and honest and then over time i had to realize how it was when i was going to church and i wasn't an actual like believer and how like they put on fronts sometimes or people can be involved but still not live that way outside of church sure so i had to like look at that and realize like not everybody that i know who's who's a christian or even a leader is that way outside of church and and sometimes we have to be able to separate ourselves from who God really is, you know, from who Christ really is. That mm -hmm. I was, if I was hurt by a Christian, that doesn't mean I was hurt by Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, and and that's a that's a difficult thing to do too, because sometimes we will continue to cast. Okay, I was hurt by someone that sits in my row at church, or someone in my small group, mm -hmm. or my Sunday school teacher, or a pastor. So it, by extension, the church has done me wrong. By extension, I don't want anything to do with God anymore. I have a hard time trusting and being in that place. So people, out of fear for this, maybe come to church guarded, which is why I think the, the problem people will still come to church. They'll be sitting there with a you know, 50, 100, 200, 500, 1,000 of their friends, and they'll still leave feeling lonely. Mm -hmm. They'll still feel not sewn into or not connected to people, disconnected because we're guarded. People ask you at church, hey, how you doing? And your answer is, good. Yeah, great. But, but you really, you're hurting inside. Mm -hmm. Or there are even times where it's like, hey, does anybody have any prayer requests? And you don't want to put your thing out there because I don't want to seem like I'm not okay. Like yeah. if I go up to the altar, someone's going to look at me and go, you know, what's wrong with him or her? As a teenager, I struggled with that a little bit because um, I, I didn't like the feeling that someone was judging me. And it's like, oh, what's wrong with her? Why is she going up there? <laughs> and, and, it, and it is hard because we don't we, we want people. And the, the question might be, how do we want people to perceive us when we come to church? And why do we want them to? Why is it important that we can meticulously landscape our image to other people when we come to church instead of being unguarded? No, I was I was gonna bounce off of what um, Jackie was saying in regards to you know feeling judged or being in a place where you want to be open. And once again, that has to do with trust because if you really trusted somebody, would you feel judged? You know, like if, if you were to approach somebody about an issue, maybe you 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 know you dealt with a situation the way you shouldn't have. You did something really bad, um, something you knew that was wrong, and you talk to somebody there there definitely has to be a level of trust there so that in the midst and even after you don't feel judged or you don't feel less because you trust that person sure so i think that plays part with it and, and i think that, that even plays into something like if you go to the doctor's office man you don't want the doctor like talking about your business the next guy that exactly. comes in and, but how much more should we be able to respect and and trust each other and and honor each other in church situation yep steven did you have something oh i was, I was just gonna say i think there's such an expectation 
of perfection and when regards to being the church especially if you're come if you're mm-hmm. new coming into the church mm-hmm. you assume that either everybody in the church has either achieved perfection or is lying about it mm-hmm. and i think part of that is like i don't want to come up here and you know give you my business because i'm not perfect because a i think you're gonna go talk about it or b like i think you're like even a judgment thing like because i'm not at your level you're gonna think less of me. yeah look down you're gonna look down yeah. on me or whatever and that's a, uh, one thing i've noticed especially uh, you know most of us here are, are involved in the youth ministry at our church like sometimes like our teenagers almost have a hard time like letting us know what they're going through mm-hmm. or what they're struggling with because they think we're going to judge them and I've yeah. been told like listen mm-hmm. like nothing you're going to say is going to surprise me because I've heard it let but me also- tell you about Steven when he was a teenager <laughs> and you'll feel great about talking to him <laughs> I, I mean, think, that, it's yeah. the thing. They think that somehow you've achieved this thing that, you you know, your, your poop has never stunk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I even said something because uh, I spoke this past Wednesday where I was talking about, like. And killed it, by the way, from what I understand. Oh, Good well, job. Thank you. Um, and uh, one of the things I said is, like, is like, you know, all of us were old, but, you know, we were teenagers once, too. Now, mm-hmm. situations change and times change. But, mm-hmm. like, we know what it's like to be a stupid teenager with problems and issues. They so don't like, like it when you call them stupid. I didn't say the word okay. stupid. I don't think you did. <laughs> I said I was a stupid teenager. I know you I said were. that. But <laughs> I was like. I, do, I remember that. <laughs> but we know how. Good times. We know how it. Thank you. <laughs> we know how too. We know how it is so that way you can come to us and let us know. Because even if we haven't been in your situation, we still know what it's like to be a teenager. And I think an important part of that is also forming a relationship with our students outside of the the youth room, outside of the cafe, is actually talking with them and spending time with them, is just texting them throughout the week or Snapchatting them, seeing how their day was, sending them stupid like filters from Snapchat, just being like, eh, look, funny thing, building that relationship with them and helping them to feel more comfortable and more more like more they can trust you more you're you're building that relationship you're building that trust because they're not gonna trust someone they don't know much about i was reading a thing online last week and i wish i could credit who it was that that i'm stealing it from right now but he basically says you can't make somebody trust you Mm -hmm. we do not have control because trust is not a single party factor Mm -hmm. you you can't just sit there and say trust me you trust me now Mm -hmm. Uh, you can't even enter into something with with a zero sum you can't even come into something blank off the street and say, trust me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so trust is actually the product of something. Wow. And the product is confidence. Hmm. Um, we, we, to, to get someone's trust, you have to have their confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, I had lunch at Steak and Shake. We, I went to the drive through at Steak and Shake with my son, and I was trying to order uh, the Western barbecue bacon burger. Uh, man, I've got a thing for burgers this week. For burgers real. are good. And, I, and I, it has diced onions and crispy onions. Oh, And yes. I don't like diced onions, but I like crispy onions. Mm. So I said to the lady, I said, can I get it with no diced onions please and she goes okay no onions and i say well i want the crispy onions but i don't want the diced onions so she comes back and she says okay barbecue bacon burger and i said no onions she goes okay reads the whole thing back western barbecue bacon burger only onions and i'm like are are you for real right now i said no 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 onions no no onions okay western barbecue bacon burger no onions i said well wait but okay i'll you know what just whatever and as what? I pull around to the window, I look at my son, and he goes, I have zero confidence that this is going to come out right. <laughs> You're exactly You're right. right. I have no confidence that this is going to turn out right. So and so she did not. I was not trusting in the process because I did not have the confidence yes. in her. But confidence is a byproduct of predictability or, or reliability. Um, you know, I'll give you a, a fun, fun fact. I'll tease EJ a little bit. EJ is one of the best guys I've ever met, dude. Like, so willing to help. Uh, I mean, so humble. Like, he would he would help you build a house. He would help you scrub a toilet. 
Uh, he'll be a friend to listen to. I mean, just anything that you need from EJ. Um, his willingness is through the roof. 100% five-star every single time. If he can, he will every single time. But not ever on time. <laughs> hey, he was early today. <laughs> I told him the show started at 5. <laughs> <laughs> like, EJ EJ was supposed to be here at 1 o'clock this afternoon. And he showed up at 8. Uh, it's, it's a I'm funny not the thing. only one anymore. We'll tease, we'll tease EJ. EJ will be like, yeah, well, EJ's going to come over. EJ said he's going to come over for dinner or something like that tonight. She's like, well, what are we going to eat before they get here? Because <laughs> we're not going to get here until 10. Oh. <laughs> I, and I tease you for, for that. Yeah. But... At least you're predictable, <laughs> but but if not reliable. Um, and again, that doesn't take away from who you are. You're an yeah, artist, yeah. so you you have that rock star thing. You show up when you want to show up. You Ooh. are a professional artist. He's so fashionably late. He's like, all good. He, he arrives. I say exactly, exactly what he means to. <laughs> He's like Gandalf. I say he makes his own work hours. So he can show up whatever he wants. Anything right. else? He's earned it, man. He's earned it. He's wearing paint stained pants right now. Yes, he shows I up when he, when he wants to. But lots the, of denim. But it comes from the predictability and the reliability. If I yeah. know that this thing is going to be on time, if I know that this thing is going to happen consistently and reliably, um, and, and that's the thing is that even even con- confidence and reliability comes from consistency. We can't control whether someone trusts us, but we can control our consistently yeah. consistency. And it, and it can't be the 60% of the time. It works every time. And we can control. And I, I, I tell Steven all the time, like, be consistent. Do it right. If you can do it, do it right. Do it right every time. Yeah. And, uh, and, and you have to do it. You have to do it right every time. Because if you don't, if you do it right 95% of the time, no one will ever remember anything except for the 5% of the time. That's uh, Steven, Steven messed up on Sunday. Messed up. One of the times it was my fault, but it wasn't my fault. You were on the toilet when you were supposed to be at your station. It's not important. But like five <laughs> things ended up kind of like going doof, doof, like a pile up in our church service. Whoa. Because Steven had to go pee for 10 minutes in the middle of a moment when he should have been at the helm. It was yeah. only noticeable to Tony. Uh, but, it, I, but I, but yes, and it was stressful. <laughs> but it, that's not important. You're not here to go into that. And I explained to Steven. There is not one other human being, there's not one other person, pound for pound, who volunteers at this church, who does as much with the level of, of excellence and the level of consistency that Stephen does. Nobody. Period. But he is so consistent in dropping the ball on one little thing every now and again that that's the thing that people associate him with. I thought you were going to talk about his tiny bladder. <laughs> He's so consistent with having to urinate frequently. His little eight-year-old girl-sized bladder. <laughs> no, it's like Stephen will, will mess up regularly enough that like he has this reputation of being like, oh, there goes Steve-O screwing everything up again. I didn't know I had that reputation. Um, <laughs> oh, Steven's the worst. What? It's, it's the worst. But the thing is, I know the truth is that 95% of the time, this kid is grade A all across beast the board. Mode. Like, he is beast mode all the time. He's so money and he doesn't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> but the moments when he does mess up, that becomes the trademark thing. So you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. You have to be reliable and, and you have to be, you have to build people's confidence because that's how you build trust. And I think what happens in the church is that sometimes we don't have that consistency. Yeah. Sometimes we can come to church and smile, but we go and we get in traffic and we lean on the horn when somebody cuts in front of us and we're cussing them. That's why I get so mad. I'm like, please, I have a big Nerd of Godcast sticker on the back of my van. Don't ever let me drive like a jerk or honk at somebody or cut somebody off. And then they go, ah, oh, Christians are the worst. 
I, I want I want to be consistent whether I'm here or in any any venue. I want you guys to be the, the same. Um, reliable. You guys are the picture of reliability. That's not even a problem. And and that's because of that. The the Stephen for the next three months. Yes. I'm not going to be in our youth service. No, you're not. I have been in our youth service. I've not missed a Wednesday in 22 years outside of my honeymoon. Um, and, and for the next three months, I am not in our youth service. I am, I'm going to be leading adult groups in our main sanctuary. And I've turned it over to Stephen and I've turned it over to, uh, to, to Sonny. I've turned it over to David and, and all of our leadership team. And the only reason I can do that without absolutely tail spinning into a panic attack is because... I trust you. And Jessica, I, did you write those questions for the girls' small group this she week? Did. Yes. Good questions. Thank you. Good I, questions. I loved your Good first question. questions. Thank you. The last question that you did, I wish I could remember the verbiage on it, was so good. I thought, man, I, I want to, like, tweet this or something. Really, you can tomorrow. Really good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good, thought-provoking, conversational questions. You asked too many. I had to, I had to edit yeah, them back fine. a little bit. but. Good questions, smart questions. It's because of that, because Jessica is consistently smart and consistently mm-hmm. faithful. Not uh, that, that I can, I don't have a problem with saying I trust Jessica. I trust Stephen to do anything that I can do here. When I got married, Stephen wasn't in my <laughs> wedding. He should have been in my wedding. He wasn't in my wedding. You had people that were mad for me. Like I wasn't <laughs> upset. And your sister Stephen wanted to be in my you. wedding. He's like, I don't need to be in your wedding. I, just I never said that. You, you were. I mean, you I wanted to be your dog. Listen. I told him, I said, Stephen, you can't be in my wedding because I don't have anybody else that I can trust to the level that I trust you to do the things during this day that I would normally do if it was somebody else's day. Mm -hmm. I said, you not being standing up here on the stage with me like a monkey in a tux for no reason is way more useful than you standing up here like a monkey in a tux for no reason. Like You being able to go and do the things that I need to do is the only reason I can have the confidence to do this and be nervous. That's consistent. That's confidence. That's that's trust. Um, and I, Stephen, can have my car keys. He can have my wallet. He can have my PIN number. Um, there, there's just not very many more people I trust uh, for for St- than Stephen because for ten years he's been consistent and and he's been reliable and he has my, my absolute confidence. That's non-negotiable. And it does, Jackie. Yeah. It does take time. Yeah. It, it, it takes frequency. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it takes it takes longevity. I mean, it can't doesn't just happen. Um, it, it takes you, you just got to build it. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman was a great movie, but we don't say okay, everything's great in DC camp now. We need to see yeah. co- some some consistency. A more. Yeah, we need to we need to pull it out where we go. Okay, now I'm starting to forget about yeah the there's first a, mistakes. There's a reason why we trust Marvel because like Iron Man was like oh that's good. The next one was good. The next one was good. Like they kept producing yeah, they, good things. Yeah. And then Iron Man three. Maybe if I saw Iron Man three still wasn't terrible. I have gripes about it. Iron Man three was really good with some really bad parts. Yes. Yeah. Maybe if I start writing and then I build up the trust of Warner Brothers, they'll let me write Green Lantern, and then then <laughs> everybody will trust the everybody. You gotta be the fa- hey. What are you writing now? Yeah, that's what I was about to ask. You gotta be faithful with the little opportunities you have. Okay. So on a scale of one to ten, Jackie, how trustworthy are you? Me as you. a person? You personally. Ah! <laughs> oh! <laughs> Not a number. <laughs> well, like, okay, because, like, I get, I get scared when people put their trust in me. Not because I think I'm untrustworthy, but just because it's a responsibility. Like, you gave me your car keys one time to pull your van out of a parking spot, and I was terrified. Oh, wow. I was terrified. I was like, something's going to happen in the five feet that I have to pull this thing out of the, the spot. <laughs> I'm so, well, you can at least reach the pedals, right? I mean, I could, but it was still scary. <laughs> So one to ten, how how trustworthy are you? How or how 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 about this? We'll flip it. How trusting are you? I'm very trusting. Um, 
I want to say probably like an eight. How trusting are you, EJ? Of people? Yeah. Not a lot. Um, probably like three or four. You have the, the world-weary eyes of a man who's been burned before. Yeah, a lot. And, you know, now just real quick side note, I mean, and just a, a plug to my amazing girlfriend. She has actually been showing me a lot about trust because she helps me a lot in the studio. And it's one of those things where, to be honest, I've, I've always been like a one-man show, one-man army. And I've been burned a lot. So... It's taking some time, but trusting, um, I'd say about a three or four. Yeah. EJ? Nef Nef <laughs> Quentin? The one over there. I say about three you, or four. You, big guy. <laughs> how, how well do you trust Tony to get your name right? <laughs> You're like my mom going through all the kids before. I love, game. though, that you didn't start out with, like, I can understand the Ness or the Nef confusion, but you looked at him and said, EJ? <laughs> EJ? <laughs> all right, mom. <laughs> Great job, guys. <laughs> Made a mistake. You should just totally tease me for yeah, it. Yeah, but you never do, so we have to. <laughs> <laughs> I do a lot. I just cut it out in editing. <laughs> no one will ever hear this moment. <laughs> no All they're gonna no hear is like, like I'm like I'm like Agent K, just yeah. like <laughs> swamp gas. <laughs> or I'll cut out something accidentally obscene that I say, and I'll just play random Monty Python music over it. <laughs> Twice. Twice. Now they know. <laughs> the code has been broken. <laughs> Neff. So how, how trusting are you? One to ten. I guess I would say a five, because there are certain five is a cop out answer. Oh, six. What? No, six is almost a cop out answer. Four. Why? What? <laughs> why, why, why a five? Because I can't. Like I try to learn about people first before I before I trust them. Like I try to figure out what kind of person they are before I do anything. But at the same time there are a lot of times when I'll jump off really quickly on people and automatically trust them. I've seen you do it. It terrifies them. Yes. What, so what is it about someone that makes you downgrade from a five to a four or upgrade from a five to a six? I just got to see that they're like, they're real about what they say they're about. Mm. Like if they're, if they say they're a Christian and they, I see it both in the church and outside the church. That yeah, builds a lot of trust in them. Who's the most trustworthy person that you know? Nick. You. Oh, that's terrifying. Thank well, maybe not Nick. Nick's yeah, right? Flaked. It's terrifying when people trust you. Nick has flaked a couple times on me, so maybe not Nick. <laughs> nah, Nick's he pretty forgets. I forget. He yeah. just forgets. Nick, Nick is forgetful. He's flaky. But I'll, I'll do it, but I'll be there late. But I'll do it. <laughs> I'll just, be there. I just plan on forgetting. <laughs> Listen, when we did that series in February, EJ, we did the For the Win series. Yeah. Dude, we sat down. We had a creative meeting. We put our heads together. Dude, we came up with such awesome stuff. And then we came up with, like, a crazy plan for it, and it was just wonderful. I was so stoked going into it. But EJ and I had never worked with each other in that capacity before. And this series is supposed to start up on Sunday. Now, you want to talk about trust. My pastor trusted me to decorate the entire church, come up with media, creative elements. I mean, things. I took over the entire sanctuary, the entire building for this series, and he never saw a so much as a sketch of it before I did it. It was way, it was super uncomfortable to be that, trusted that at that terrifying. level. And I'm the youth pastor. You're not even <laughs> supposed to trust a youth pastor to take up offering, you know, but we are, here we are, and, and we got this thing, and it's the, the Friday before, and I'm like, EJ, where's my stuff? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to work on it. I'm like, EJ. You are causing me to panic right now. Like, I need this done. 
done. And then, you know, EJ came in and he put the time in and he did it and we got it done and we got it up and it was a great win. But I was stressed. Yeah. Like, we didn't know each other that yeah. well, man. I was about to say, unbeknownst to, to Tony, he doesn't know this about me. I work the best under pressure. Yeah. A lot of my commissions come out the craziest and most beautiful under pressure. I used to be that way, too. Yeah. And then I realized that's not true. <laughs> like, once I actually got to the point in my life where I, like, I was planning things out and not working under pressure, mm -hmm. I'm like, crap, I work way better not under pressure. Yeah. I just never realized that because I'd never let myself get that far enough ahead to, to do that. I just don't ever want to freak people out. I know I freaked you out. So I Oh, I was severely freaked out. I probably, I probably, like, came off as super grumpy bear to you, like EJ. I'm not screwing around, dude. Like, this is this needs to happen. But we're still friends. Oh yeah, we made it through. And you know what? It was EJ's the coolest. Here. It was the coolest series that we ever did here, dude. Yes. We had fun. Like, people are still talking about. Let's do it, it again. Really, really good. Let's do it again. Why not? For the win. Pastor would probably For be okay win. with that. How, yeah. uh, how trusting are you, Jessica? Not very. One to ten. Probably like a three. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Maybe a two. It's because like I grew up in a family that wasn't really trustworthy, honestly. Mm. You know, it, you know, to, to people, it all looked you know very nice, but behind closed doors, my family was a mess. Mm. And I ended up joining all these extracurricular activities just to get out of the house after school. Oh wow! And people thought like, oh, she's such a good student. Oh, you know, she's she's just a overachiever. I'm like, no, I just don't want to be home. I just gotta get out yeah. of my crazy house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's a hard a hard place to be, Stephen. I'm very in very similar with Jessica. Like I'm not a super trusting guy because I didn't I was really giving given a whole lot of opportunities growing up to trust people like my family. Uh, I thought I trust I trusted my family and then I turns out like they weren't trustworthy at all. Like they broke that trust very heavily. I still can't trust my father for just about anything mm -hmm. because he broke that trust. And even like I remember the moment. I don't want to tell the whole story, but I remember the moment with your PlayStation Three. Oh yeah, that was a hard. That was. Yes. I, I'm watching you. You're a teenage kid, and and I watched you go through that. And I remember watching you try to verbalize this thing in a way that you were defending your dad or just not acting like like you you. You, you took it on the chin, man, and, and you tried to, to, to power through it. And I really respected that about you because I knew that you couldn't have been you couldn't have been happy at that at that moment. No, 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 not at all. And even like with friendships, I like my one of my, my best friend growing up, uh, we were basically like brothers there. I got into a I don't even remember what happened, but me and his girlfriend didn't like each other for a little bit, which I liked her uh, a lot. Like I had a little crush on her, too. And uh but I kept, you know, respectful distance because it's my best friend's girlfriend. And uh, she hated me because of something I did, apparently. And I didn't, I'm like, she wouldn't even explain it to me. And it turns out he, like, lied to her about something that I didn't do that he did. And so mm -hmm. broke that trust with me and her because we were pretty close. And then we kind of started gaining that trust back. And I was talking to her on the phone one day. And she's like, hold on a second. I'm going to three, that's when you could three-way people, like, on a phone conversation. And, uh brought him over to the conversation and I just heard him just telling lies and lies and lies about me to her about all the stuff I was saying that I wasn't saying and just ruined that trust that I had for him. and I didn't trust him again for anything he said after that hmm. for years hmm. and just people like that have unfortunately broken initial trust for me mm -hmm. like you have like for me once you earn my trust you'll have my trust but it's hard for me to initially trust somebody because of stuff like that so what helps you to make what helps you to be more trusting what helps you what is it that you experience in other people that say okay i'm i believing now I tr i'm trusting you now like what's something that that helps you to get past that low level uh initially realizing that nobody nobody's perfect so like if if we're starting out a relationship or a friendship and 
you kind of now that you don't have my trust but you might have dropped my trust a couple times depending on the situation i'll kind of give you give you a little bit of of slack because hey this is still kind of new for us you know in our friendship but the more the more i try to trust myself with trusting people like i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna go on a limb and trust this person to do this or trust me to believe this person uh get basically get over my own skepticism it helps me to be able to get past myself and trust that person do people trust you apparently they do yeah according to you <laughs> according to you uh I, I like to think so I, I don't consider myself an untrustworthy person like I don't like to lie I don't yeah, I don't like being lied to so I don't want to lie to anybody uh, and I try to do my best to do a task when it is given to me to the best of my ability even if I mess up I still try to do my best uh, do people trust you now I'm I'm like Can tell a little, little anecdote. You got a microphone in front of you, man. All right. When I when I was in high school, my uh, ROTC instructor let me, he told me to go down and do a job uh, involving the rifles, the 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 spinning rifles and stuff for uh, competition in the shed and organize them. So he gave me his keys to the shed, and I went down and it took me the full class period. Or actually, took me two class periods because I had extra period, and so uh, I went in there, did all that. And I got it done perfectly. Everything was ship shape, awesome. And I'm then I'm walking back to the classroom, and another student comes up and he's he's going to get the keys from me from because he's in my class. He's like, I need the keys. I'm gonna go do something. The instructor, senior chief, told me to come get them from. So he's like, just toss them this way. And I go to toss them. I toss them up, and they land on top of the roof of the gymnasium. Aww. So that's pretty much how you can gauge my trustworthiness. I'll work hard <laughs> and I'll do the thing, but. But oh, also, you're, you're gonna actually break <laughs> you're gonna goof your way into like breaking something. Yeah, some, also, something's gonna. I can also end up messing up even after. Something at the end is gonna. Does it usually work out for you in a way like in, like an '80s comedy or something like that? Like, oh, Chunk sometimes. broke the water bottle, but he discovered the secret passage to One-Eyed Willie's fortune. I mean, sometimes I I'm, I try, especially recently, to do as much as possible. Like, I try to help out more because I feel like that was one of my problems as I was developing as a Christian was. I wasn't helping others as much as I should have been, and I was very lazy about it. Where I could have done it, I just didn't want to do it. I just wanted to sit around and relax and not do anything. But now it's like this urgency, this sudden urgency where it's like, okay, you've been saying all these things and you're saying you're a Christian, but now you got to put that trust in other people and you got to be reliable and show them that you're about you're about that life. So, it's so how real are you? One to ten. One to ten. Like like how how like unguarded. Straight up, what you see is what you get. Real are you? Eight or nine, maybe. Jackie? I'd say probably like a seven or eight. Me? Uh, like, how real am I? How real are you? Probably an eight. You're an 11. You're too real. <laughs> tell you sure you have that. zero filter. You might not think you, you do. Stephen, how real are you? I, I would have guessed like a eight. I don't know. I've, I How real do that. you think we are? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, 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 that's the question. Um, you know us. Nick, how real are you? We are poor gauges of ourselves. Depends on the person. We are poor gauges of ourselves, aren't we? Sorry, Nick. Like, no, sorry. that's true. Sometimes we think that we're being all real and, and, and we're not. And and the, I get why, but why? Why do we have that like weird misconception of ourselves? Like where we think, yes, I'm, I'll tell you the truth. What I was, I was 
cleaning pools for my job when I was a teenager. And I had this, I was just thinking about this yesterday when I was like, man, I have a pool at my house and I don't know how to clean it. And this is what happened. I was, I had this job and I moved, I was in Orlando, but I had just moved from South Carolina. So the next summer I had the opportunity to go back up to South Carolina and work up there, stay with some friends of my parents and work for this pool cleaning company, cleaning pools. Um, and it was my first time ever, I had a driver's license then. So it was my first time ever being able to drive the truck on my own, not like riding with somebody else's shotgun and just, you know, being the, the apprentice, I could actually go clean my own pools. But I was up there where all my friends were and it was summertime and I just wanted to hang out with my friends. Mm -hmm. So I would like rush through my pool jobs. Like I'd go there and I just kind of like, you know, just eh, move through it real quick. Or I'd like accidentally forget to go do a pool one day so I can get done an hour or two ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And one day I was done cleaning the pools and I got back up to the warehouse and the owner and this other pool guy, kind of like the senior pool guy were there. And they were like, hey, you're back quick. And I'm like, yeah, whatever, no big deal. And, uh, and, and, and he's like, did you do all your stuff today? And I'm like, yeah, of course I, I did all my stuff today. And he's like, did you do all your stuff today? I'm like, yeah, I just said I did. And he's like, the truth will set you free. And I remember, and I was thinking about this the other day, like his words were ringing in my head now and it's mm -hmm. 20 years later, you know? And I'm going, the truth will set you free. And I'm going, 25 years later, crap. And I can still remember him saying that to me and, and just holding on to my guns and saying, no, I did everything. You, and obviously he knew that I didn't. Mm -hmm. yeah. He wasn't guessing. He wasn't speculating. They either got a call or he saw me, you know, pass by something or whatever. He knew that I wasn't telling the truth. But man, I stuck to my guns. And until I remember this story the other day and I really thought about it, I thought in my mind that I really had done what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And I did not. Like I actually got to the point where I believed that I was right mm -hmm. and that I was telling the truth. I remembered the story wrong. And uh, and and as I remembered, I went, nope, I lied to him. I did not do what I was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And he knew I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And I still maintained it. I still stuck to it and looked like an idiot. Didn't even know I looked like an idiot. Like if we had the awareness that other people have, how real do you think people think that we are? How fake do you think that people think that we are? How trustworthy do people perceive us as being? That's the real trick. And I'm not even asking you to answer that because I don't know, like, we can just do that off the cuff. I think about that a lot. What was the movie with uh, Mel Gibson where he could hear people? What women what, want? What women want. Yeah. And I always wonder, I was like, man, just for one day, God, just for one day, just let, I just want to walk around everybody and I want to hear what they have to think about. Oh, no, really? I would, no, I, would not I, no, I don't want to know. I, I would. I don't want to know. I'm going to be honest. I think I would. It would be very hurtful. Someone's planning sure a murder in their head somewhere. It would be intense, but. I don't want to hear that. I, I personally, when I watched that movie, I remember finishing that movie and saying, I really want that to happen hmm. to me because sometimes you just, and I, you know, I talk about this every now and then, you know, in regards to like, people that are fake and what we're talking about you know trusting people and sometimes it's like you know i'd rather just know like if you don't really care for me if you don't really like me i'd rather just know that instead of kind of living in this facade so you would want to know what they thought about you let me ask you this yeah. let me flip this on you ej what if everyone around you could instantly know what you were thinking how would that change the game I would that would change the game and that i mean <laughs> that would that would probably not be so good either but I will say this, where I'm kind of getting to in my life now, it's like, I kind of would just talk about it. You know, it's like, hey, well, now you know how I really feel about you. Um, this isn't good, but we're here now. So it's like, where are we going to go from here? You know, but flipped on me, I, I, 
it wouldn't be good and i have to be honest about that but i think i'm kind of getting to a place in my life where it's like man let's just let's just sit down and be real because sometimes you can feel you can feel tension yeah um you can feel that aura of <clears throat> falsehood um whether people you know in my case i mean i have people that they'll hug me and they'll shake my hand and, and i know that it's fake but um i would actually respect that person more if they were to tell me to my face hey man you know I, I just want to be honest with you like you know we don't we don't have to be friends like I don't respect you because of this and it's like okay cool so I, I understand that you don't like me or you don't respect me because of XYZ or you know hey you you wrote something on Facebook the other day that I don't, I don't really I didn't appreciate that and you know either a we could talk about it or B I just I just want to let you know that I don't respect you anymore because of what you said and mm. that's it I would actually respect a person more for saying that and allowing that to just be out in the open air than to just kind of come to church or see them in the mall or go to school with them and they hug you and they give you a handshake and all the while they don't respect you because maybe you said something or you wrote something. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think I think the it would be a tougher world, but I think we'd all be stronger for it if we were all just open. I think that I, I hear what you're saying and I'm, I would like to be as idealistic. I just don't know that I can. I don't know that I could live in that world. I think that would be so stressful and so. I don't know. It's yeah. like our blue pill or the red pill, Neo. Yeah. You know, do you, do you, do you trust me? You know, yeah, here, yeah. and here we go. You know, do you want to know the truth or do you not want to know the truth? I've, I've been, I've been that person that was like, it was, it was a couple years ago, actually. It was somebody with the ch at the church who I, I um, was fake about being friends with and he called me out on it. And I was like, it made me really take a, take a step back and look at like, okay, how am I treating my friends and who, how, how am I presenting myself and am I being real with everybody? And maybe maybe we're more obvious than we think that we are. Hmm. You know, hmm. maybe it's underneath the, the, the stage lights and the grease paint, you know, and that's what hypocrite means. It yeah. means to be an actor. You know, maybe on from the stage, we think that everybody's buying our our lines. Oh, yeah, we're fine. Everything's great. I like you, you know, and all this guy, everything, you know, and in and, and real life, people can kind of see through it and they know. Yeah. It's like bad CG and Wonder Woman, you know, they, <laughs> they just know. Um, I was going to say, it also uh, will depend on who you're kind of being fake with. Mm. Like, you're really good at seeing through me as a person because you know, you've known me for a long time. So you can tell when, like, something's up with me or whatever. You see through it. You're not good at being fake. Though. I'm not. <laughs> but see, I'm really that not. That kind of goes full circle, though, because it's like relationship. Yeah. And that, with, yeah, with, with genuine so. relationship, it you it's like you with a genuine relationship you can't be fake because mm -hmm. it's like you genuinely know that person so mm -hmm. that means if they're having a bad day if they're hurt then there's there's something to be said about a genuine relationship because you're open with each other that's the only way you can have a genuine relationship mm -hmm. and also when you got investment in somebody you're yeah. you're going to be slower to, you can't kick them to the curb if yeah. things go south mm -hmm. you know yeah. and 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 that's that's tougher to do and yeah. because of that i can be more vulnerable if i'm imperfect i can bring my my imperfections to the surface a little bit easier because i know that my imperfections don't yield rejection yeah there's um there's a really beautiful story. It's from the 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 book Love Does by Bob Goff, and uh, it, it's from a chapter called The Puppeteer. And I, I shared this in, in church last Wednesday night, but he he basically relates this story that there's this fancy art gallery on his way home, and and that he as he would pass by it one day he sees this painting um, of this old man and a marionette puppet, and he's surrounded by his family and you know little little you know grandkids or whatever. And he just saw this painting and was captivated by it. He's, he's, he relates to the story in the story that um, 
this was the kind of person that he wanted to be, you know, surrounded by family and, and grandkids and, you know, a storyteller and, and captivating. And it, he saw in this picture kind of like a reflection of Jesus, how Jesus would, you know, gather his people around, gather his children around and, and tell them of a bigger world, a, a more wonderful place that they could um, step into that, you know, that, that that's just beyond their imagination. So one day he stops in and he asks the, the gallery dealer, you know, he, want, he says, I want to buy the painting. So the salesman in a muddled accent explains to him, this is not a painting, this is a piece. And he's like, okay, a piece, not a painting, uh, you know, whatever. Uh, and he, he explains to him, he's like, this painting was painted by an artist, a uh, very famous European artist who's, who's now in his 80s, which Bob tells in the story. He goes, yeah, it's, it's true. He'd already looked that up. And he goes, and he's, he's losing his eyesight. And he's like, okay, you know, all right. He kind of laid it on pretty thick there. And he, and he, he says, and he used a very special brush. And he's like, okay, I get it. You know, he painted it with a single hair plucked from the tail of a unicorn. <laughs> and he's like, I get it. It's a very nice painting. He said, that's why it costs more than my first four cars. You know? oh, wow. So he saves up. And he, and he says it takes him a year to save up for this painting. Very expensive painting. So he saves up a whole year. EJ, that's the level you got to get on, right? Yes. <laughs> So he saves up for a whole year for this painting. He says, and towards the end, when he's almost nearing his goal, when he was the closer and closer he got, the more difficult it got. He's like, towards the end, he's like, I want to eBay my puppy. You know, I just want to <laughs> get, get her to sell the family dog. I want to get this thing done. So, so one day, you know, he finally has enough and he calls the gallery and he says, I'm going to come by the painting today. And when he arrives, it's packed up, it's wrapped, it's ready for him. And there's two paintings. And he, he's like, you know, okay, what's the deal? with the two paintings and the salesman says this one is the real one this one is the fake one and he says the real one she is museum quality she is priceless you know the so so basically he says there's a real one and a fake one and that the real one you don't put that one on display the real one you put in the vault because it's 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 priceless it's too valuable to be put out where anything could ever happen to it. Mm. You take the fake one and you put that one out so people can see it and look at it. And you own the real one. You own it. You have the the investment of, I have purchased this art. Mm -hmm. But you can't put the real one out there because what if something happened to it? It's one of a kind. It's totally irreplaceable. So he basically gets home with these two paintings and puts the fake one in a closet and puts the real one up there. Nice. Because... Even though you run the risk of something happen to it, even though you run the risk, if if something is really of value, yeah, you have to put it out there, yeah, yeah. because that's what's real and that's what's up and that's how that's if if someone says, oh, you know what, I own the Mona Lisa, um, okay, it, and it's like a, a you know got posters dot com printed down at the bottom <laughs> of it, it's like you don't own the Mona Lisa, <laughs> you know, you own a copy of the Mona Lisa, unless Da Vinci put that in. There. That's right, it's da part Vin of the code. That's exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody get Tom Hanks on the line. You know, EJ has has stickers and he has prints and then he has the the one of a kind. Yeah. You know, this is the one. This is the one that the, the 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 artist's hand has crafted and created. This is and that doesn't diminish the other ones. It's fine, but the real one is where the value is. And you don't want something to happen to hurt it. But uh, he goes on with the story and says, yeah, that he and his kids were having a rubber band war one day, and boo, rubber band went right right into the guy's head and you know made a ding. And he says, you know what? He says, I look at this priceless piece of art. It's got a rubber band thing. And you know what? I love it all the more for it because it's not only part of this thing that I look at, now it's part of my story too. Wow. Mm -hmm. and, that's awesome. and that's how I want to be. I, want to, I don't want to be so guarded. I want to be able to trust, especially people in my family, in my, in, in my church, in my household of faith. I want to be vulnerable 
and trustworthy. And, and because I think that when we're like that, we give other people permission to be like that too. Yes. And it has to start somewhere. So in, in your relationships, uh, in your in your small group, in your youth group, um, with, with your peers, in, in especially in the household of faith, and let it start in the household of faith, let us be real with each other. Let there be no division. Let us encourage one another, provoke each other to good works, but let us be real with each other, uh, putting our hearts out on the table. And uh, remember, it comes from consistency. It comes from predictability and reliability. And and, it, and it, it, what that does is that will encourage people to have confidence in us. Uh, and when, when they have that, we've built trust. And that's so important. If we can trust one another, we're stronger with one another. Remember the movie 300? Yeah, the, yes. the phalanx. You know, they all come up and everybody guards the guy on his right because if we're guarding each other, we become literally impenetrable. Um, and, and that's a big thing in the hero's journey. It's always, do you trust this call to, to action? Mm. You know, take yeah. it. Your father's a lightsaber. He wanted you to have it. Okay, first off, I don't trust you, Obi-Wan Kenobi, because he didn't want me to have it. You stole it from his limbless corpse when he was burning on the fiery <laughs> beaches of you. Mustafar. Thanks, you, my Chris, brother. Thanks, Chris, old man who I just met. <laughs> now let me you. point it at my eye. This is definitely from your father. Give that to oh, my son. okay. <laughs> Please. Strange old men just <laughs> handing out weapons. <laughs> no basis for Your a system, system of, of government. government. <laughs> Some... Sandy old man lobs a scimitar at me. I didn't vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> but in all the stories that we have, whether it's Aladdin on the magic carpet, you trust me, to Neo trusting Morpheus that the world that he knew and was comfortable with yeah. wasn't reality, to you know Luke and Ben, to um, when you play an online game, when we play uh, Overwatch <laughs> online, you gotta trust me that I'm gonna take care of you. I gotta, I gotta trust you. And and like, we always get teamed up with people who are just like Leroy. James. I was just about to say that. I was like, don't be a Leroy. And he's like, no, stay with us. Stay together. Don't be a Leroy. The Blizzard. I Hold the line. I want to go shoot people. I want to go shoot people in Overwatch, and I always end up playing Mercy, the 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 healer, no because. It's like, y'all just want to shoot people. Somebody's got to keep this team together. True. You know why? Because it's all teenagers and they don't know how to form a battleground team. That's exactly. So we have Battle to learn. We I have want to be Reaper. To I want to be Reaper, but I want to be Soldier 76. Not everyone can EJ. be a tank and a fence and everything. EJ's got this military kick thing going on right now. He wants it all formations yes. and armies. So, um, so that, that's it. Not only, it starts with trusting in God with yeah. all of our heart and leaning not on our own understanding, but it also starts, uh, it, it continues with being trustworthy, being yeah. open, honest, direct, transparent, vulnerable, receiving trust from other people and, and lending trust to other people. And it, it doesn't happen overnight. It does take a lot of time uh, as anything worth having does. Uh, but but invest in it. Start it now. Um, if you can't just trust everybody, and it's hard to trust everybody because not everybody is signing up for this thing at the same time, yeah. um, you know, find the, the one or two people, the, the close people. Even Jesus had an inner circle of people that you can begin to develop trust with. Um, and, and, and maybe God has already started planting those seeds in your life. So um, my, my prayer for you would just be that you would continue to trust and, and be trustworthy every day. Let your word be your word. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Um, have integrity and consistency uh, because when people trust you, uh, you can, you're an effective leader. And ultimately, our, our goal is to lead people to, to a deeper relationship in Christ. So 
uh, be the leader that God wants you to be. Any last words? Agreed. Uh, I concur. Agreed. Well, that is um, not all the time that we have for tonight because there's one more thing I kept in my back pocket that what? I wanted to share now. And we have a little bit of a game tonight. Who wants to play a game? I was wondering why we had buzzers and That's didn't right. use them. <laughs> we d- did you trust me, Stephen? I did. Do you okay. trust me? Do you trust me? Do you trust me? I honestly trusted that we just went overtime and you cut the I game. I just wanted to eat. That's what I thought, <laughs> what I thought was happening. All right, everyone check, your, so check your buzzers. Make sure they work. <laughs> Oh, that's oh that, bird, that bird one is the worst. All right, this what? is a this Jessica. is a game. What is it? I don't know. He keeps pu- pushing his at the same time. Go F, go. That's that's uh, Mario jumping over a barrel from Donkey Kong. And then Jessica. That is the um, Super Mario Brothers. Sounded like a bird tweet for a brief moment. Oh nope, that's Steven. That's Steven's the time the worst. That's time circuits. Yours, yours is just a bell. That's, that's Star Trek that's Communicator. It sounds like the dolphin I have with my Barbie. You got the car horn. All right. Uh, <laughs> this, is, uh, this is the chapter game. We're bringing this back from a long time ago. Oh. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to list off the titles of chapters on a DVD <gasps> to a movie. Oh. Oh. You remember this yeah, one? Yeah, because Neff killed it. I dominated this yes, one. Yes, you did. You did very well. Y'all just missed the amazing face Neff just did for this. Neff. 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 He got very, very excited. He looked like he happily sucked on a lemon. He's like, that was exactly what I thought, too. Can we get a picture of that with a meme, please? Or like the bird, the oh, really bird? Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, really? So I'm going to list. I have, for each one, I think I have five. Four or five. I didn't do, I wasn't consistent. Um, four or five chapters. Uh, ring in if you think you know the movie. Okay. Um, so if uh, so, you can ring in at any time. Keep your buzzers down on the on the table, Stephen, so that make it fair. Uh, so I'll, I'll list off the chapter to a movie. Each one will reveal a little bit more about the movie. If you think you know what it is, ring in and take a guess. We got uh, a few of them here, not too many. Um, number one, Viper Wolves. The Hallelujah Mountains. Nick. Avatar. Avatar is correct. Ah. Ah. Yeah. Nick is on the board. Never once saw that movie. They don't have the Hallelujah, Hallelujah Mountains and Pandora. One. And I just wrote a one. You <laughs> put a name next to it. That could be pretty funny. I can't ring in if I'm keeping score. Okay. Right, EJ. All right. So, that one, so Neff, EJ, <laughs> Jackie, Jess, Nick, <laughs> Steven. Nick has one. Okay. <laughs> How do you know which one is which? Which N I is Nick. Oh, I didn't see the I. N is Neff. Nick. It's like my table. is what you spell. Okay, next movie. Sector 7. Nick. Transformers. Transformers is correct. Hey, that was. Wait, that was, you did that one that the good. first time. It doesn't matter. He remembered it. It doesn't matter. I don't remember. Playing the game. Escaping the kiln. Nowhere. Inside the Dark Aster. Nick. Thor the Dark World? No. Dang it. That's what I was thinking. Guardians of the Galaxy. It is Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Oh, Aster no, is yeah, the yeah, black. The That's was good. The oh, yep. I get nowhere now. 12% of a plan was next. Guardians of the Galaxy. Good try. I, I listen, I salute. I'm- I salute Close. your moxie, son. <laughs> that was good. We're knowing anything about the dark world. Is Aether is what you were saying. That's what I was thinking. South America, 1936. Nepal, the Raven. Bad dates. 
Nick. Raiders of the Lost Ark. It is Raiders of the Lost Ark. I was going to say that. Sadler is killing killing the game. It wasn't the first time we played. I just about to hit it too. Man. These aren't the same questions. These are the Transformers was the only over. Right there. Village Raid. Uh, Star Wars Episode 7. Sorry, we're looking oh, for well. Star Wars The Force Awakens. Oh. Yes. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Off a of village like, raid, you didn't let me have it? I play this game called this, uh, the screen screen test on, on my Amazon Echo, and it'll play a clip from a movie, and you have to guess the movie. But every single time, it keeps me from getting a perfect 5 out of 5 because of some stupid thing. And anytime they do a Star Wars one, I can never remember how they want me to name it. So I'll be like, Star Wars Episode 4, and they'll be like, no, we were looking for Star Wars, A New Hope. Aww. And I'm like, crap. And I'll be like, uh, next one's like, Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back. No, we were looking for Star Wars, Episode 5, what? The Empire that Strikes Back. I'm like, crap. So awful. My wife laughs at me. What a dirtbag. So, That's yes, awful. The Force Awakens. Um, all right. <clears throat> Meet Ellie. Uh, up. <clears throat> up is correct. Yes. Ah. <laughs> I was going to say the half like, movie. <laughs> Talking Dogs, Months, and Paradise Falls. Nice. Oh, I leaned on the button. Oh. Yeah. You, you already can't answered. get it twice. You it's the same movie. <laughs> up. It's up. You keep saying up. What is up? Not what is up with you? you. <laughs> 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 Thank you, guys. Oh, wow. The Grid. Oh. Nick. Tron Legacy. Dang it! Tron Legacy. Sorry, no, see, I didn't see. Is it Tron? The first one. I didn't see Tron Legacy. Caster, Light Cycle Battle, and oh, the real oh. Kevin Flynn. Gosh. I've never seen Tron Legacy. I haven't seen that movie one. in a long time. Crane Disaster. Spider-Man 3. Spider-Man 3. Oh, wow. okay. Armored Car, Jazz Club, and the Bell Tower. Jazz Club. <laughs> Shiny. Wait, <laughs> oh, what, what just happened? He, he's laughing at you. Because Jackie no. just went, oh, okay. Jazz Club. <laughs> I thought he saw you doing what? a snap. I thought he saw Jazz Club. <laughs> jazz Club. <laughs> Emo Pete. You know what's funnier than Jazz Club? 24. <laughs> what? He just did a sponge. I did a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? What kind of room? I'll give you guys a second. <laughs> Gather yourselves. They're having a you moment here. A serious moment. Projectile vomit. <laughs> like with laughter. That's what Neff just did. Projectile Push this microphone. Trying. Parallel parking. <laughs> Jessica, you were listening and you rang in. Serenity? No. Dang. Great guess, was though. It, was it a shiny or was it yeah. a second word? No, there was no second word. No. I didn't even hear the The first. realm of monsters. Monsters, Inc. No. I, just, I don't know. Mm. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> was well, that what your guess was too? Beware the Kakamora. Beware. Pull of a string. I'm Wait, I know. Wait. Oh, I'm so close. You're welcome. I got now. Moana. <laughs> Moana is correct. I've never seen the movie, I've never seen the movie but I know that one song because Tony played it. You're welcome. Our unwitting host, oh. Stephen. Clue? No. no I, I knew that was wrong when I rang in. I just that. Good job. The, the East Wing. <laughs> Neff. Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast yeah. is correct. It is now a tie between Neff and oh. Nick. Oh. Right. I, I hadn't seen the last two movies. Yeah, so. Getting sleepy here, Nick. You've never seen Beauty and the Beast? No, Making rounds. Last resort. Mm. New journey. 
windows of the mind. I don't know. I'm like, no guess. Is that it? It is Doctor Strange. Oh, I was gonna say it. Let's go. In the back of my head, I was just gonna say Doctor Strange. I didn't know. Here's what's hard about it: is I don't look at DVD chapters anymore. Nobody does. I know. I just, I was just thinking of like what. I watched Doctor Strange on Netflix. I was gonna say Doctor Strange. Man, I should have said it. I should have just gone. Left behind. Something in the shed. E.T. It is E.T. Dang it! I got my Jackie jump. I was gonna do it. Into the lead. There's two more questions. Thank, can you just so Nick, you could win more. This is fun. <laughs> this is fun. Because I want to get one. Oh, I did get one. Okay. I'm yeah. Okay. Assault on Alcatraz. Uh, the, the the Rock. No. Frank. X Men: The Last Stand. X Men: The Last Stand is correct. Hey. Oh, it's a tie. It's a Wait, tie. How do we this know is there it? isn't a chapter called Assault on Alcatraz on the about the Rock? Should whatever. we just let them two battle right now? All right. I'm, I'm just gonna ask. Nobody else can win this. Dang even, it, man! Even close. <laughs> Dang it! So we just leave it to so them. So leave it to them. Okay. If you make this, this one oh tiebreaker, tiebreaker challenge. Yeah, I, I am. If you make this one five points and I get it right, I win. Okay, I'll do that. Nah. 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 Excuse me. Nah. Nick and Neff. Oh goodness. Final round for all the enchiladas. <laughs> Wait, there's enchiladas? <laughs> hand, I'm so hand, hungry. Hands off your buzzers. <laughs> hands on the table. He's, he can need. only well, have he a buzzer. He doesn't have a table. Fortress Intruders. <sighs> Jumbled Jet. Mind over muscle. So long, Superman. Oh, uh, Batman vs. Superman. No. Oh no! I know the answer now. Nick knows it. Does he? Man of Steel. Incorrect. We were looking uh, for the, Superman, Superman Returns. Returns. Yeah. Returns. Oh. I thought Superman Two. The Jumble Jet. I'm See, so when mad. You said Fortress Intruders. I was like, oh, Superman Two. But they still need a tiebreaker. We are no. There's no tiebreaker. They just. They oh have, man. They, but I knew the answer. They have to deal they have with it. They come together as one giant. Air high Nick. It's the Nephilus. 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 The Nephilus. So close to Nephilus. Go play the album. Okay, we need a meme for that. I need a Nephilnik. We need to start setting up a GoPro and just hit like record on that and the GoPro at the same time. So that way you can put them together and just edit them together. No, seriously, we need to visualize a lot of this stuff. It's hilarious. The Nephilnik. The, the, the what? What is it called? Nephilus. Nephilus. What did you call me? Well, we've had a lot of fun tonight. Thank you guys so much for being with us. Special thanks to uh, David and to Andy for jumping in on our best thing ever. Yeah. If you would like you to guys. be a part of our next best thing ever competition, and does anybody know who it is that that's next week? No. Nope. Our art. Let me let me look real quick. Is it Space Ghost? I don't know. Is it a Star Wars? Coast to Coast. Next week, we still have some opportunities open. If you would like to submit, all you have to do is just take a video of yourself telling us why your guy would win and send it to nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Next week, oh, this is going to be a good one. Peter Starlord Quill from Guardians of the Galaxy versus Jason Nesmith from. Galaxy, Galaxy Quest. Quest. That's right. So uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Tim Quest Allen. needs to be a fan favorite. Guardians mm. of the Galaxy Mash Quest. Up. 
So uh, this will be a good one. If you would like to let us know why you think Tim Allen would definitely smack down Chris Pratt, let us know. Uh, please, please send that video in. Let us know. Uh, we've actually had some people already messaging ahead. I'm excited. Scott Higa from the Christian Nerd Podcast yeah. said, I call Space Ghost. Yes. So that's going to be a really good one. Anybody who wants to debate uh, Space Ghost versus Buzz Lightyear, that's our final round Ooh. of the first one. So uh, maybe somebody Let's wants to go toe to Ron offering up. Would you like to take Buzz oh, Lightyear? The gauntlet has been thrown. The infinite crisis secret <laughs> the gauntlet. The infinite, infinite crisis secret crisis gauntlet crisis has been thrown. The, the squirrel girl commemorative secret <laughs> gauntlet crisis. Uh, the, the, Gwen, the Gwen gauntlet. Because everything's Gwen now in the Marvel Universe. Oh. Dead Gwenpool Spider, and Spider Gwen. Spider Gwen and Gwenpool. Gwen so you're going to have an Iron Gwen. Captain Gwen. And a, uh, Gwen Thanos. Quentin America. Don't know where. Don't know Gwen. Uh, Gwen America. <laughs> uh, uh, they're they're going to make Gwen. They're going to cross over Gwen, Gwen Stacy and the Black Gwen Panther. Panther. They're just going to call it the Pink Panther. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to have a great theme song. Uh, so let us know. Email us at nerdygodcast at gmail.com. Again, please follow us across all of our social media. That really, really does help us out. All the followers we can get help us to build momentum. Like, share, subscribe to everything we got out there, especially on YouTube. Help us by subscribing, liking, and sharing. And um, if you would like to, we definitely appreciate you swinging by our Patreon page, patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. That's where you can make a financial contribution to everything that we do here and everything that we have set up to be doing over the next year year and beyond so thank you so much we do bless you we thank you and uh and once again um we could not do it without you from the nerd of god cast crew steve o supremo adios the big man quentin neff sayonara jackie and jess Bye. <laughs> ej peace and nick sadler goodbye and from the mighty and feared nephilus goodbye bye <laughs> <laughs> my name is tony t until next time have fun, praise the Lord in everything you do, and by all means, stay as nerdy as possible. We ain't got to go home. But we can't stay here. I did cling on. I don't know. That's, that's hey, cling, know. <laughs> not in the church. <laughs> this is the house of the Lord. I'm sorry, I was, I was just clearing my throat. But I also think that means like laundry, like a child's laundry. <laughs> Some, somebody doesn't come here. He's just speaking Hebrew. <laughs> I've never once in my life used that, <laughs> and I'm glad I could. Good night, everybody.